This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's welcome our guest to the studio. He uh, was a sensation when he came out with his uh, documentary, Super Size Me, and he's made some other great films as well. This one I really, really love the concept of. It's called Palm Wonderful 100% Pomegranate Juice Presents the Greatest Movie Ever Sold. That's the name of that. It's the name of the movie. Please welcome Morgan Spurlock. Thank you. Good morning, Thanks, Morgan. Great, great to see you. Thank you. I'm here. so ecstatic. You're wearing your advertisement <laughs> jacket. I'm wearing. It, it is the NASCAR prom here it's, on the on this morning. Yeah, to describe it, he's wearing a suit, and the suit jacket is embroidered with different products. He's got Old Navy and JetBlue and the Hyatt, and just all over, up and down the sleeves. All, all the greatest sponsors. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all over the place. I the concept for this movie is ingenious. It is what a great idea. It's all about product placement yeah and how that plays a role in uh paying for projects that's right how, how it plays a role in what we see and what we are being pitched without knowing about it that's right and all kinds of stuff this idea did it hit you did, did you like have a, a flash of no genius? It, was a, it was like a complete flash i was uh i was a huge fan of the tv show heroes when it first came on oh yeah likewise season oh, yeah. one season one of heroes greatest season ever then they effed it yeah. up yeah. brought to you by <laughs> nissan right yeah, yeah. So, well then well then the wheels fell off the bus season two <laughs> yeah. like season season two episode one the cheerleaders leaving school they've moved to a new town she's right. really sad Sad. She's heartbroken. She's like, she's like, oh, Dad, I'm having such a hard time. My birthday's in a month, and I just wish things would be different. I wanted my birthday to be so special. And he right. goes, oh, honey, your mom and I, we were going to save this, but we're really proud of you. And he reaches in his pocket, and as he does that, the camera cuts to the front of the car. Dolly's past the Nissan logo. Cuts back to him holding the keys in front of her face. Rack focused to her face, and she goes, the Rogue? The Nissan Rogue? Oh, my God, Dad, I can't believe it's the Rogue. Wow. And I was like, wow, that really just happened. Yes, I just did. watched, I just saw a commercial in the middle of that show. Right. Later on in the show again, she's like leaving a party, and she's like, come on, guys, let's get out of here. To the Rogue! Yeah. And like, the, I was, I threw my remote at the table, I was like, that's it! Like, the next day I get to work, and my, my producing partner and I start talking about it, and we said, God, we should make a movie about product placement, you know, and advertising and, and get brands to pay for it. And we're like, oh, ding. That's yeah. Yeah. perfect. Because yeah. it, it's, it's, it's happening in a, in a way like that more and more. It used to just be, okay, there's, there's a box of Cheerios on the table, and it's, wow, that's lit beautifully. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but now it does figure in. Uh, I watch a show called The Vampire Diaries, and yeah. they're pushing a Ford's. Yeah. And they, they, man, they use that sync feature a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, but I also, as, as I watched the movie and I really enjoyed it, you, you're not, um, you're not you're not waving a, a flag. This isn't war. Yeah. Because there are some elements of it that you see as being okay. That's right. So it's it's not it's just it's more an observation of the unique nature of this methodology. Yeah, and and also just the, it, it gets into the whole you know area of like advertising and marketing and why we buy the things we do, like right. what works. And so what happens in the film as little you see us like get these brands to come in and pay for the movie as we kind of tear open this world of advertising. You start to see all the things you know you know, come into play that we critique in the beginning to promote. The the film that you're actually watching. I love the. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Preston. It's it just it's wild. It took me a second when uh, Nick was the first one to tell me about the concept of this movie, and I'm like, wait a minute. So they're 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 making a movie about getting people to pay for making a movie. Yeah. And so the entire film is just about. It, it's it's well, hard to, to to say it in in a concise way. But there, there's a great epiphany awesome. moment where you you finally just say. This is the movie. 
Yeah, yeah. and, and, and yeah. the, the suit sitting around. Well, oh. that, well that's like, what I was meeting with the guys yeah. from Sheets in that meeting. Like right. I was meeting with the the CEO and the CMO of Sheets, and uh, and the guy goes, "Is there a plot?" <laughs> and he goes, "Is there even a movie to this?" And I was like, "This is the movie right now." What do you mean? <laughs> the, the level of transparency that you provide in this movie is just astonishing because there are just it's no holds barred. And I love the po- uh, the parts of the movie where you're sitting down with somebody and you you you, you pinpoint in the frame yeah. everything that's currently being sponsored, <laughs> everything, and you look and you're like, "Oh yeah, there's that." And there's that, and there's that product, and and now it's obvious with the jacket that you have on. But you know, it, it happens in our lives all the time. That's right. Yeah. What we do is paid for by advertising. You know, so our, our salaries are paid for by advertising, and we see it everywhere. And there's, you know, there's a Sixers poster right here, and, right. and Casey's got a Phillies hat on. Yeah. And all of that, in one way or another, is advertising. Yeah. And then the, what the film does a great job of is just like literally, once you watch this film, you'll never look at a Hollywood movie the same way again. Like the minute you walk out of theater, you'll see like all the things you're saying with the Phillies hat, all the yeah. stuff you oh, check yeah. out. I yeah. already do. I mean, yeah. I, you know, and I'm sorry to, when I cut you off earlier with yeah. that whole Nissan thing. Yeah. But when you had mentioned Heroes, that's the first thing I thought of was, mm-hmm. you know, oh, she got the new Rogue. And then, like, when I watched 24, every single car in that show is a Ford car. Yeah. You know, and, and those are the ones that are a little bit more baffling. When I watch reality TV, those are the ones. Well, that's that, like a game show. Reality TV is already like a game show. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I, and I love The Biggest Loser. But, it, you know, just the way they would stage these things where, you know, uh, somebody would walk into the kitchen. Oh, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just making popcorn with this new pop secret it's you know it's you know low sodium and low fat really tell me more about this pop secret i, I think where you might have you know that it, you can you can sort of gingerly move it into something like that where it becomes more obvious yeah is when um um you know um during saving private ryan they're using a cuisinart yeah. that, that's 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 an issue and, and what yeah. you're, your ultimate thing is that in some cases, it can affect the artistic yeah. aspect of what's being produced. And that's what's happening in right. Hollywood right now. You're seeing these guys, these brands that are muscling their way into, like, writers' rooms and into creative meetings and literally getting these things into scripts. Like, there's this great – let me show this clip in the movie from 90210 where they're <laughs> yeah. pulled over on the side of the road and the guy pulls out a, a can of Dr. Pepper and he goes, well, maybe if you weren't drinking so much Dr. Pepper. And she goes, yeah. and she goes, and she goes we're on a road trip. Drinking Dr. Pepper is practically a requirement. And I was like, it's, it's, it's so awful. Yeah, yeah. I, I do have- have a question about um, when things are obviously, and I don't necessarily know how, how to word this, but when you're looking at a product that is obviously uh, a brand name, but it's a knockoff of that, and I'm talking specifically about like iCarly, yeah. the computer that they use is an Apple, but really it's not an Apple. It's a pair. It's right. a pair. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, does Apple get any anything out of that? No, because that's well, why I, they do that. But yeah. it's still yeah. an advertisement for Apple almost. Almost. Why not just go with a black blank screen? That's right. Well, because then it'd be a Dell, yeah. and nobody wants to use one of those. Uh, <laughs> and and I, it'd be a hard one to run by Apple. Is we're we're going to suggest it that's might right. be this product? Yeah, yeah. that's not going to be enough. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, Apple's like one of the smartest companies around because they won't pay anything for product placement. Like they make yeah. their product available for people, you know, sure. to, to make sure it's around. But they never give anyone any money. And uh, like last year, they were the the most placed product in all of film and all of television. Wow. But they don't pay yeah. for any of it. No, they don't pay a dime. For oh, wow. well, because because the thing is, like, if you this guy's an artist, he's struggling. He's not going to be on like some kind of like PC. This guy, he's yeah. on an Apple because that's what they use. Smart people, creative people use those, and sure. they've so established like an identity. Wow. It became with a, a. It started with a, a Carrie uh, on a. That's on right, Sex Carrie Bradshaw. She's yeah. so creative. She'll only write on a Mac. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And look at those Manolo Blahniks. <laughs> <laughs> is there another company like Apple that that can do that? 
No. I mean, they are literally the one that is as so established. And they did it from the beginning. Like, they literally came in from the start and never paid it for anything. Um, so what's going on with you and your movie and uh, Altoona, Pennsylvania? This is, uh, we just announced this yesterday. So uh, on April 27th, uh, we are going to Altoona uh, in a fantastic shindig. Uh, there will be a naming ceremony uh, at 1 o'clock in Altoona, Pennsylvania, where... I am buying the naming rights to Altoona, Pennsylvania for 60 days, and they're going to change their name to Palm Wonderful Presents, the greatest movie ever sold, Pennsylvania. <laughs> That's great. Amazing. I, I said That's a great. A statement from the mayor where he was just like, uh, we all have a sense of humor. You know? and, we, and we all have our price. Yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Morgan, in this, in this day and age of uh, social media and, and also people blogging and putting up uh, different kinds of, uh, of, of, uh, of their own virtual stores and so forth online. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to speak to a whole new group of people because I had a, a friend who was starting up a an online uh, radio uh, and, and video uh, format. And he called me up because I've been in the radio business for a number of years mm -hmm. and was asking me the secret to go about getting advertisers. And I said, well, dude, you really, you just got to do what's called a cold call. You just got to call people up and you That's just right. got to say, here's my idea. Do you want to spend some money with it? That's right. And there are people that have never done this type of thing before. Yeah. And I know that in the film, it shows you. 600 cold calls. We six making cold calls. Wow. And yeah. you, when you do cold calls, <laughs> the overwhelming majority, you get the door slammed in your face. Very quickly, usually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or they, they don't even you call down. back. But yeah. you, 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 yeah. at least you come in with a little bit of, of uh, gravitas, as they say, because you have this Morgan this, Spurlock. Well, Morgan yeah. Spurlock. Well, that was, that was a plus and a minus. It's like, like calling up and they're like, we already saw what you did to that other company. <laughs> <laughs> we want nothing to do with this. So uh, of the companies, um, and obviously Palm, Palm ponied up the, the most, uh, put up a close so to a far, million for yeah, the movie? They, so far they put up 600 grand. 600 grand? And, and the other 400, it was a million dollars to buy the above the title sponsorship. Right. And so, uh, and so the other 400 grand is tied to benchmarks along the way. Like okay. A cer certain number of screens, number of media impressions, box office. Yeah. I never even heard of Palm, by the way. Yeah. Uh, oh, we drink it all the time. Do you really? Yeah. yeah. I told yeah. I, I was telling Morgan before. My, uh, no problems I, at his house. <laughs> yeah, because it's apparently a, a Viagra-ish. Yeah. Yes. Well, my, my, I, said, I was telling my wife about the concept for the movie last night and, and gave the full title, and she said, my Palm? And, and <laughs> Palm is just this wonderful product, as I'm sure you can attest, Morgan. Yes, it's, it is the greatest antioxidant you'll ever drink. That's right, and it's almost like Viagra. Um, I wanted to ask you about your experience with with Ralph Nader because uh, amazing, he's a pioneer and he's certainly unique. Um, but. Uh did he bring any negative connotations to the interview, or what was it like with him? Well, the, the scenes with Ralph Nader are some of my favorite in the movie, because literally in, these, in this movie, you see more personality in Ralph Nader in, in you know 90 minutes than you've ever seen Ralph Nader have that, ever. That's not saying a lot. If his well, eyes like, move, that's more personality. That's like, well, because yeah. we, like, if we were going to go interview somebody, we said we have to interview this guy who's been a consumer advocate, who's been railing against this stuff for a long time. And so we go talk to him in the scene with him where, uh, where literally I'm talking to him and I... Basically, I pull out my Merrill shoes and start talking about my shoes. Right. is one of my favorite things that I've I've ever done. He he's he's an interesting uh, character because in a, in a way he almost became a, a victim of his own stuff. You, you know what I'm saying? In in that uh, he started to lose credibility because he became so arch on certain products yeah. and, and set up things that were so not the user experience right. mm -hmm. that it ended up hurting him. Yeah, but this is the guy, you know, at the end of the day, they got seatbelts in every car you right. know, in America. Wow. So it's like this, there the, there weren't seatbelts until there was Ralph Nader. <laughs> it was like, incredible. Yeah. Wow. What, what about your experience with Noam Chomsky? 
I mean, Chomsky was like the fact that we got an interview with Noam Chomsky was incredible. Like this guy is so brilliant, and uh, and to get down and like to sit down and talk to this guy and hear him break down. Like <laughs> he said the interview with him, I love. He said so many smart things, but the one that's in the film, we're talking to him about. You know what will happen if I do this? And he goes, Well, you have two choices. You could either be co-opted a little bit, you know, and you just dip in your toe, and then you've dipped in your foot, and then you're up to your knee, and then you're up to your neck, and then you're swimming. <laughs> and that's what they want. He goes, they want you to start swimming in it all. And he goes, it, or you could just grow to move to Montana and grow your own food. <laughs> it's funny because there's a dude who who will rail against that stuff, and yet he he suckles at the uh, at the teat, as it were, <laughs> himself. Right. Yeah. So, it's uh, and, and that overall, if someone walks away from the movie, what would be because the message is. Nuanced. Well, the, it, what yeah, would you like them to take well, with? Well, them? I mean, the biggest thing is like, do do we want to live in a world where literally everything is brought to us by some sponsor? Yeah, because that's where we're headed. You know, from from stadiums to events, you know, you name it. And and literally at the end of the day, none of that gets passed down to us. Like all of the ticket prices, all these stadium names aren't making tickets any cheaper. You know, concerts being sponsored by these big companies aren't making those events more accessible to everybody. And in New York City right now, they they they've put up the naming rights. They just floated a bill to sell the naming rights to parks and playgrounds. Which is unbelievable, you know. You know so, I, so, so one day, not only will I get to take my kid to the to the Pepsi playground and go down the you know the hostess Twinkie slide, but you know maybe maybe if I'm lucky, he'll get to go to Red Bull High. You know, hey, yeah, great you know great track team. Yeah, that's yeah, right. The stadiums and, and the arenas, though, that was the one that kind of stung the most. Uh, yeah, I think for me because you have it's kind of synonymous with your city, with your with your that's exactly right, your hometown pride and so forth, and then to see that sold to you know whomever. A bank be. that's going to change its name every four years. And, that's, and, right. that's, yeah, and exactly. that's exactly what's happened here. We've been the the, the main auditor, the, the main arena has been it started at Core State Four Center, States. First Union, or before First Union, it was not, something else. Uh, no, no, it's Core State, States. then First Union, then Wakovia, and now, oh, wow. now Wells now Fargo. Wells Fargo. Yeah. Yeah. Over but, the course of just an, a couple of years, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, and yeah. the Phillies actually just finished a um, a series with the Washington uh, Nationals, and they were just saying how they couldn't get anybody to sponsor their park, so it's now Nationals Park. Yeah, which is you know sort of an anomaly these days in in major league sports that's right um preston had mentioned earlier this morning um that they had are they're banning uh, outdoor advertising in sao paulo brazil yeah in the film we, we we show this in the film like we traveled to brazil and seven years ago there was there was so much pollution happening in the city and the the mayor of the city and the city council said well we need to get rid of the distractions so people can see what the problem is so they said well let's get rid of the advertising so now there's no billboards there's no posters there's no ads on buses wow. it's one of the most Surreal and incredible things you'll ever see, and the the effect worked. It worked, yeah. Because like, they were like, all the people were like, "It's going to ruin businesses. Nobody's going to know what that what's going to happen." And these were all the advertisers that were saying this, of course. And then they took down all the advertising, and nothing happened. When is advertising, yeah. and when is this sort of stuff? When is it okay in your eyes? When is it a useful tool? Well, I mean, I think that you know, the, 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 the question that they said is like, "Well, now what? What the museums can't advertise?" And I was like, "Well, come on, you got to talk about a museum." It's like, right. "Well, sure, great museum should get to advertise." But here's the biggest thing: is just because when they take those down, guess what? The Internet doesn't go away. You know, the right, TV right, right. doesn't stop playing. Like that, there's so many places where we get information now that there doesn't have to be stuff everywhere. Well, I do look, agree with that. You look at like oh, Jesus, a Facebook. You, you know what movies opening <laughs> well, up? Oh, because, well, here's, here's you, the worst yeah. thing about Facebook is like literally, I did a search. A friend of mine and the guy who edited the movie moved into an apartment. He's like, I got to get a bed, and I was like, dude, just order one online. They'll deliver it to your house. They'll set it up. I go online, like search like you know some website, right. and here's here showed in the links. I closed that search out, went to like another web page like Facebook. Suddenly, all over the computer. 
here. It's like beds all on the side, <laughs> bedding on the bottom. I went to another yeah. page, same thing again. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so targeted everywhere I go. I know. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, yeah, they they figure it out quickly. That's the advertising right. is everywhere, and it's so omnipresent that when it's not around, you you certainly notice it. And I don't know if this is still the case, but for a long time in Vermont, they wouldn't allow billboards on the side of the There's road. There's still no billboards there, or okay. Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii and, did the same thing. And so you'll drive through those areas, and it takes you a second, and then you realize, oh, I know what's missing now. Yeah, yeah, or, but I need something like, to read while I'm driving. And by the way, there are some great billboards yeah. around Philadelphia for a, a local morning show. Yeah, yeah. right. And radio. Yeah, I, I think we should get rid of all the billboards except those. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. I think it's the greatest thing that Wait, could happen. I'm sorry, I, I missed. What was? The, what is the reasoning for taking them all down? Why did they want it all down? Because they wanted to start to address the pollution problem in the city, oh, and right. so okay. by taking them down, they changed the way people looked at their own city. Right. And there's not one person. We interviewed probably 75, 80 people there, and not one person was like, "Oh, I really miss all that advertising." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Morgan told me something about uh, the film, which, by the way, is called the greatest movie ever sold. It's brought to you by Palm. I'm not going to give the entire. <laughs> Palm Wonderful Presents, the greatest movie ever sold. In theaters, April 22nd. April 22nd, next week. But Morgan had mentioned something about the, you know, one of the most important things is the film makes a profit. You spend X amount of dollars on producing the film and paying the talent and so on and so forth. And then you throw it out to the audience and you pray to God you get that money back and then some on top of it. This has not been released yet. But but the film, when it opens in theaters April 22nd, will already be in profit. It will already be in profit. Because of the ad. When the film opens next week, there'll be 22 companies that are helping to promote the film. <laughs> and did you have to promise that you would mention any of these during your radio interviews? Or, or No, it's like it's one of those where we, we said we, it's best efforts. That's what you always put in contracts, best, <laughs> best efforts. Best efforts, yes, yeah. yeah. I have a question for you. Um, did but you... I do love Mane and Tail, so I will do that out there. <laughs> Isn't that a, oh a very... It is a very multiple-purpose shampoo for humans and for horses. And for horses. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Did you go to McDonald's for sponsorship? Well, that, that, see, that's a great question. So if you're, the whole idea behind The Greatest Movie Ever Sold was to make a documentary blockbuster, a dockbuster. Yeah. So, yeah. We, so we wanted to make a dockbuster, and to make a dockbuster, you got to have a fast food partner. You know, you have a fast food tie-in. So, of course, we called McDonald's because you want a happy meal. You want a kid's meal. Yeah. They didn't call back. Big surprise. <laughs> you know, like, and then we called every other fast food chain, Wendy's, you know, you name it, all the way down the line. None of them called us back. And then we're like, you know what we need? Collector cups. That's what we gotta have. Like I'm looking yes. down the hallway, and there's the Slurpee Iron Man sign. Like so, I was like, that's what we need in Seven Elevens. We gotta have like we gotta have collector cups. Seven Eleven said no. You know, all the way down. You know, Circle K, Wawa, and Sinclair. They all said no. And I was like, and somebody said, what about sheets? And I said, that's a great idea. What about sheets? So now April 22nd, when the movie comes out, you'll be able to get your greatest movie ever sold collector cups from sheets. Sheet location. Oh, that's that is so awesome. awesome. Yeah. I really like some of the advertisers you have on your jacket, including Palm, and you got Aruba on there. And the Old Navy Aruba. Shops. Wait, the country of Aruba? The island of Aruba, the greatest vacation yeah. destination. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so my question is, uh, any nice little perks tossed your way, Morgan? Uh, well, we did get to go to Aruba. And uh, when <laughs> I finally go? get off that's this press good. melee, maybe we'll get to go back. But, uh, yeah. Uh, right. See, right now, that's the best part. So when I travel and I'm doing all this, I, you know, I stay at Hyatt, the greatest hotel you'll ever experience. Uh, I fly on yeah. JetBlue. Uh, you know, again, all, the greatest airline right, you'll ever right. fly. At some point, though, they're going to say, no more free tickets. Yeah. The, free, the free ride is over, buddy. This is genius. What, what did you, before Super Size Me, Morgan, yeah. what, what, what were you doing for a living? Uh, I was I was a film I was making movies TV shows okay. um, you know I had a rejected film on, from film school five times five right? times yes. I'm very proud of that thank you um, I uh, I had a TV show on MTV right before we made Super Size Me called I Bet You Will where we go out right. on the street and we'd bet people to do silly remember things remember that money. show love that show that. and I also love Thirty yeah. Days oh thanks a lot is, is yeah. that's I assume that's uh, not inert back. now okay yeah, all not right back. so you can erase it from your DVR <laughs> yeah. I, I do want to talk to you about Super Size Me I know it was a while ago that the that the movie was out but. 
I mean, it still lives on today. And Amazing, yeah. I, I, I don't know if you've uh, ever watched Hard Knocks on HBO, yes. but Chad Ochocinco completely and totally called you out. This guy yeah. is, you know, peak physical condition, you know, NFL uh, all-star, all-pro, wide receiver. He eats McDonald's every day, and he totally called you out on that. Well, most people aren't NFL wide receivers who <laughs> exercise all day. So that, yeah. I, I just see some guy, like, in the middle of Kansas going, yeah, that's right, Spurlock. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they are a sponsor, and I think... Think they are phenomenal. They are wonderful, man. I lost uh, to, uh, 75 pounds eating the That's right. Yes, I did. <laughs> and then you found it in your shoe? <laughs> it was in my shoe the whole time. Wow. Are you going to have a, uh, a big premiere for the film? Yeah, or? we're having a big, splashy uh, L.A. Dockbuster premiere on uh, this coming Wednesday. Who's uh, sponsoring the red carpet? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, Fast Company, Palm Wonderful, <laughs> Amy's Frozen Pizza, you know, all the way down the line. You know, I, 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 I am a, I'm a raging capitalist. I, I love all this stuff, and I, I just I think it's hilarious, and I, I you know, I, I get the overall the overall thing but there's something outlandishly wonderfully american about that jacket you're yeah. wearing <laughs> yeah see that's yeah. See, that's what, like, there there was, uh, in the film, we go to these schools that now are having all these budget problems, so they're having to, you know, have, they're selling advertising in the schools now, and people yeah. are upset about it, and I said, well, why don't we just make, why don't we just privatize all the schools, and then kids could wear school jackets like this. <laughs> why not? Why not? You you are the guy that makes me go, God, why didn't I think of that? Why did I not think of that? What an awesome idea. The, the official name, Palm Wonderful 100%, Pomegranate Juice presents the greatest movie ever sold. Now, we're just when- rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. When you're, Forget when you're, Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. Do you already have some other concepts in mind that you'll get to later well, on? Well, I'm, you I'm, don't I'm, want to tip your hand. I know, That's right, exactly. Well, no, I, well, I'll tell you, there's a film we're editing right now. I'm a huge comic book fan, huge comic book geek. So we went to San Diego Comic-Con last year. And uh, so this we're making a film with Stan Lee and Joss Whedon. Whoa! Who did Buffy wow. the Vampire Slayer. Thomas Toll, the head of Legendary Pictures, you know, the guy that did 300 in The Dark Knight. And so we're doing a film called Comic-Con Episode 4, A Fan's Hope. Nice. We followed seven fans into Comic-Con and kind of show this whole uh, pop culture mecca through their eyes. That's, that's, awesome. our, that's our show. That, yeah. We are pop culture driven and that's that's right in our deal. So when yeah. that's coming out, you got to alert us. I'll be that. back. Yeah, I will gladly come back. Excellent. Be Morgan, awesome. best of luck, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks for being here. Morgan Spurlock. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Greatest movie ever sold. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Steve and Singer Jewelers is now offering financing online with interest-free options available for a limited time. Get pre-qualified in seconds. Learn more at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have been playing around with the, uh, the slip and slide lately. Yeah. And I have looked at it, and I've been tempted. There's no way. No. I'll break my you leg. Kill yourself. You know it's what terrible. I mean? Is it terrible? Well, you know, because <laughs> you, when, you, when you see the commercial, first of all, they're, they are like three feet long when they look like 30. And um, you you drape them over rocks and gravel. Yeah. And you think that you're, you're going on technically nice not supposed grass. to do that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, but your backyard is not nearly as nice as the backyard in the commercial where they right. film a slip and slide. Yeah, just below the level of, of grass right. are rocks and things usually. Right. Yeah. And if the slip and slide were made out of um, something like the moon bounce, where it was a little more inflated and it was a little more um, cushioned, yeah. they would be a lot more fun. But it's a thin. <laughs> Thin, thin tarp on top of razor-sharp rocks. I got one good run on a slip and slide when I was a kid because my neighbors had a pretty good yard, and there was a little bit of a hill, and I I did the whole run, and it was great, and that was the one and only time. Because most of the time, you go sliding off about a third of the way down. What they need is to have like a... 
like a bowling alley when they when kids bowl, put the the the, uh, the, the bumpers the on the side. Up, yeah, right. Nick, keep you in there. Nick, you're exactly right, and that's the reason why we never played with the slip and slide because it, you would just get hurt. Yeah. All the time. Uh, you know what, Steve, you had mentioned the bumpers. I saw one the other day. Thought about buying it, but I'm not going to. Do it. That has No, it has a curve in it. It's really? Got, it's got a turn, and apparently it's like an inflatable bumper, and it goes up, and it makes a turn, and you're supposed to be able to, woo, you know. Yeah. But I'm not buying no it. Way. I don't think it works. You go rocketing off that thing at 60 miles an hour and then end up in a worse, worse off than the straight slip and slide. Yeah. Let me go to Sean. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. What's up, bud? No, nah, no. Nah. If you guys are looking at a phone with a slip and slide, you have to get this paper. It's like six mil plastic, like uh, sheathing paper or whatever. Right. But uh, you can fold it out. It comes in like 150 foot lengths and it goes 20 feet wide. And you just like take stakes and put it in the ground and find somebody with a nice neighborhood. I don't have one, but a couple of my friends do. <laughs> well, you know what? I... Big yard. Yeah, yeah, no, a friend of mine uh, where we used to live, and we're watching video of this, did something similar. They had a really big front yard with a huge hill downwards, and they would just, they would get, uh, you know, plastic, uh, you know, stuff from Home Depot or whatever. I, I, you could just put get it this, out on the hill yeah. and set up a couple of hoses at the top. Really? Yeah. And I mean, and the adults were doing it. I mean, just, and you're going for like, you know, 150 yards. It was pretty damn cool. So, so Preston, this is just regular. Does it come in? Because sh- we're, what we're looking at wow. here is an incredibly wide shot sheet yeah. of like garbage bag material. Yeah, yeah, you basically you can get it for like painting and stuff like that. Uh, I and have it, it, would, huge, it would come like that case. It would huge come... roll. It, the, the stuff I have is actually um, uh, clear, but okay. yeah. Well, that's a good idea that these adults are doing because they're going down not just on yes. their, their their bellies. They're going down on inflatables that you would have in a pool, right. and uh, that cushions the blow because, it really, when you go down just on your stomach, you end up well, feeling every bump and groove on the way down. Uh, yeah. Chuck, by the way, just texted in uh, or uh, sent over an IM. He was saying, you remember he made his own ice rink in the yes. backyard? That's the stuff that he layered that with ah, and then okay. put the water on and then it freezes. Where can we build one of these for us? Um, yeah. Fairmount Park. I always wanted to do How about one. about 95? I always, I always wanted to do it at the Susquehanna Bank Center. Um, I, but oh, that, that hill would be that perfect. Would be, but there's fl- nothing to stop Yeah, it. at the end you'd fly <laughs> off. You'd fly over yeah, to the concrete. Yeah, there's like a six-foot yeah. tall uh, yeah, wall fall off of. I've been in concerts there, though, case where people will do mudslides and they'll mm-hmm. go sliding down and yep. like they end up, same thing, all scraped up, bruised up, but of course they're usually three sheets to the wind, so it yeah. doesn't matter. No, but you're right. You you should get like a little flotation device, a snow tube or something, yeah. because do you remember we did that TH Properties live broadcast where we did the slip and slide? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I um went on my stomach and I, I, I must have gone over a rock because I had this huge bruise like the entire length of, of my, my thigh. It was Pretty gross looking, but you know, it was just one of those deals where I I always thought that they I always thought for some reason that when the water was flowing through it, it'd be a little bit padded. No, but it's not. No, it's not yeah, at all. No. Um, what about the uh, Contrahawken um, ski Curve? trail? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, the Contrahawken ski trail would be awesome. Except there's nothing stopping there as well. You just go <laughs> yeah. right onto Barron Hill Road or whatever. Oh, it really? Is. So the end of it's not so fun, but during most of the ride, you're having a good time. <laughs> you're having a great time. What about Bergy Hill? Oh no, no! Well, there's a reservoir at the bottom if you want to go. Oh, fly. perfect! That's perfect, but there's a fence in front of it. Unfortunately, good. That'll so, stop you. Yeah, <laughs> this is a good idea. Actually, that would actually Burger Hill would be pretty good. I've heard people do this before too. A text came in that said uh, baby shampoo. You know, you just uh, you spray yep. the water down and you lube it up a little with uh, with soap or That's shampoo or something right. like that. Right? Yeah, man, you would fly. Yeah. Absolutely. Much more of a lubricant than that's just water. Lu- that's lubing it up. Uh, you know, we were talking. I think we were talking about this last year, but the the, uh, the water slides that go up. 
Well, you they'll it'll actually send you up a hill. Well, they have those oh. at Great Wolf Lodge. They've yeah. got these. Uh, they're like these treadmills that you hit. You're you're yeah. in a um, in a, a small inflatable raft, and you get on like a what is it like a conveyor belt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Huh. And, and it uh, you'll you'll go down a hill, and then all of a sudden you're coming up, and right before you hit it, it it'll be moving slowly, and then right before you hit it, it speeds up, and then it catches you, and it shoots you over the top. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. It's like, it's like a it's like a roller coaster, but yeah. uh, on a water slide. Well, they have that one, and I don't know if it's real or, or fake, but that water slide in Germany that's actually a, a loop de loop. That's it using, looks real. It can't be real. It, it does look real. <laughs> it looks real. Do, do some research on that. Yeah. Huh. I don't know how the hell they would do that because you need a lot of velocity. Is it enclosed case? Yeah. Okay, then that I could maybe say. There's the other one that is uh, they did on Mythbusters where it's a really long decline, and then the guy launches up and ends up in the kid pool like right. 50 yards away, and uh, they tried disproving that on Myth, Myth, Mythbusters, and they did a pretty good job of disproving it. Yeah, I couldn't. That that would be an astronomical shot. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Liz. Hey, Liz, how you doing? Hey, bitches. Hey, what? Hey, hey what? <laughs> thank you for finishing that. Yeah. What's Hi, up, Liz? I was so nervous. I had to finish it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, we do this great big slip and slide at my friend's house using tarps, soap, and we end it with a roll of carpet. What, for carpet burns to slam into? No, not, oh. you cover the carpet up with the tarp, yep. and it's a big, gigantic roll, and you put it in a curve. So that way, when you're going, like, really, really fast down the hill, you hit the carpet, and you just kind of bounce back up into the water and the mud that lines, lines the bottom, and you don't actually get hurt. Okay, I can see that. A little bumper yeah. at the bottom. It's a curb job. Yeah, it, so okay. it's really fun. That's very inventive. Uh, see, now I want I want to do all this stuff. Yeah, that is fun. What were, what were you talking about with the, uh, we were just talking about uh, Camelback? Yeah. Yeah. Camel what Beach. Camel, Camel Beach. Beach Mountain. Yeah, yeah right. we're doing, we gave away some passes for the uh, stupid question. When's the last time you actually went? Never. On, on, at, to a water park. Years. And went down the side, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you, well, you've done it recently. Yeah, we do yeah. Great Wolf Lodge a couple times a year. Yeah, and, but I love it's, it. It's still a lot of fun. It real, Water slides are still, as an adult, they're, they are a lot of fun. And they have some great rides at Hershey, too. It's not like a full-on water yeah. park, but they got some cool Hershey stuff, and Dorney's got, I mean, Wild Water Kingdom's pretty great. Do you yeah. know what a lot of people forget? The sewage system. Hey. Oh, be a blast. You know? Especially <laughs> after a flash flood. It's well, awesome. Even now, a lot of like swim clubs and stuff, they're they're sewage slide- systems. Yeah, no, 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 oh. uh, no. They got slides. They have like real deal slides now. Like when, when I was a kid, it was just like one blue slide that had what? no sides to it. And oh, dude, that's and the that lamest. Would, you would get yeah. to the top of those things, uh-huh. and they would be rickety yeah. and shaking, <laughs> and it's just one really steep down and up, and that was it. And that's and, it. And every now and then, do you remember? Like, there wouldn't be enough water coming down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you would hit the dry spot. And it would file your ass off. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, my yeah. God. Tear my, your bathing suit off. My yeah. swim club's uh, water slide is awesome. What you would have to do a lot of times if it was in somebody's house, they would have to take the garden hose and put it up <laughs> yeah. at the top yeah. and anchor it to it so that you wouldn't get half your skin ripped <laughs> off on the way down. I remember that. It's great because yeah. just as your skin has gotten sheared off, it gets it gets the chlorine right uh-huh. into the, the open wound, the burn treatment. Yeah. No, but Casey, you're right. I've been to a couple of uh, of uh, swim clubs, and and the, they have really stepped it up, like in the past five years. And they're and safer. Put in, these, put in these awesome slides and uh, and stuff you get to play around with. When you're I love that. I yeah. miss it. Yeah. I, that's why we need to do a huge slip and slide on the side of some hill.
Uh, you need to go to a water park. You really yeah. should. I mean, what's you, the best? What's um, the best? Or not, what, what, give me a good one. I don't know. I well, mean, there's close ones. Well, like, her, that's well, that's, that's her a Hershey. Camelback yeah, one, man. Yeah. Camelback is great. Camelback? Um, Split Rock um, over by Jack Frost has what's one. What's the one right. you went to in Jersey? The, there's a, yeah, a Cocoa Key Beach or something. Mm-hmm. And that's like just outside of Marlton. Um, yeah, and there are a few hotels around here that are just like that now. And and the one in uh, Marlton or, or whatever town that is. Cocoa Key Beach? got a bar. Whoa. it has mm-hmm. got a bar. Yeah. I mean, it's like in a hotel. Okay. Uh, Frank on the line is talking about uh, a water park that I was going to tell you guys about. I've, we used to go every year to this water park. Oh, I always wanted to go to that one. Casey, it is the best water park I've ever been to. However, I've never been there and not gotten hurt. All right. Oh, really? Let me go to Frank then. Hi, what a Frank. ringing endorsement. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Fire truck. Fire oh. truck. What's up? Uh, I usually do a better one. Sorry. Fire truck. What's up, Frank? Um, yeah. Did you guys ever hear about Action Park? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I used to go each year. Yeah, well, it's closed up now. Oh, it oh, is? Hold on. Yeah. Frank, well, they, they I read... Uh, hang on, Frank. I read about this in my weird Wikipedia articles, and apparently... So many people got hurt, yeah. they had to shut it down. I used to remember commercials for it. It wasn't just the water park. There were other rides there, too, and everything was poorly maintained and dangerous. It was. Not it, just because it was poorly maintained. It was, like, not a good idea in the first really? place. Yeah, they had, like, rope swings and stuff like right, that. Yeah, right. it, was, it was mainly a water park. There, there were very few that, that weren't related okay. to the water, but it was, I mean, like I said, I mean, I didn't get any broken bones or anything, but I left with bruises and cuts, and, I mean, things were, yes. The rides were dangerous. Frank, did you ever get hurt? Uh, yeah, like they closed up by, I'd say, early 90s they were closed up. So I was about 10 the first time I went. Well, they had a water slide called Cannonball Run. Let me explain. It was a black tube that made a loop-de-loop. We just had and a picture mom, it up in the studio, yeah. yeah. My mom absolutely forbid me to go on that. I'm 10 years old. So the first thing I did was go on it. Right. Any 10-year-old would. And? I know it's the radio, so I'm not going to curse, but scare the living men, 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 men out right. of me. Right. Uh, like, your stomach hits your throat when you hit that loop. Well, loop. to explain and- it, it, it is, it, it's a it's a tube that goes down, and right at the end of it, there there is a loop, so we assume that your body is traveling at enough velocity to complete that loop and then get thrown out because it ends right outside the loop. And as a small little 10-year-old, you felt like a bullet. You just, <laughs> yeah. You weren't even touching anything. How did just, you... How do you keep from smashing your head on um, the... Right? You don't. It's, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what, they, didn't, they, didn't, they, they never thought about yeah, any of that. That's why that place is closed, and they don't make that thing anymore. Action Park, it's dangerous. The only explanation. Yeah, because there'd be once you're shooting around that, there's no... Your body's basically just a projectile. Yeah. Uh, All right, thanks, Frank. The, ta- the Tarzan swing that they had was... <laughs> It was unbelievable. I mean, it was extremely difficult to do, uh, but it was uh, it was so much fun there. Yeah. But again, like I said, never went and didn't get hurt. They had cl- uh, cliff dive. Well, you couldn't dive. You could only jump off of it. But they had these cliffs you could jump off of. And <laughs> cliff dive. It was yeah. It was. How about ridiculous. that wrestle a bear attraction? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do a search on this thing because I had read like the full story on it and how. The, the staff was not well trained. The things were <laughs> not good. made. Yeah. They were kids at they a were water kids. park. Yeah. They were, yeah, they They're, were like high school kids yeah. that they hired and did not train them properly. There was a place in um, uh, it was Long Island, uh, El- Elwood, I think it was, a small town. 
and uh, it was called Fairyland. And these were all like the little beetle rides and like kids rides. Yeah. And yet people would get killed on those things <laughs> because there, there were like 12-year-olds running the rides. Look at these nicknames for yeah. Action Park. Here, here the, Nick pulled up the Wikipedia article. It says at least six people are known to have died as a result of mishaps oh. on rides at the park. It was nicknamed Traction Park, Accident Park, <laughs> Class Action Park. <laughs> Danger Park and Death Park by doctors at nearby hospitals due to the number of wow. severely injured park goers that they treated. Little action was taken by state regulators despite a history of repeat violations. In its later years, personal injury lawsuits forced the closure of more and more rides and finally wow. the park itself in 1996. Even the, uh, wow. even the wave pool yeah. was... Giant waves. Really? I mean, gi- I would, I would get out when the waves would start. That's how big they. I are. so wish I would have gone there <laughs> yeah. before they closed. Preston, it. they used to run commercials for it all the time. We'd never go to it because it was just, it just seemed too far away. But in New York, they would run commercials for it all the time. It looked like a blast. It was, but it, it apparently it, it was deadly. Hang on, let me go to Joe who went to uh, uh, Action Park. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Sonic boom. Yeah. Sonic boom. Joe, what's up, man? Uh, I was at Action Park when I was a kid. My father had taken me, and there was a set of two water slides, all red tube enclosed. And there was probably like three or four Chinese dudes in front of us. Couldn't have been any more than four feet tall. And they're laughing and joking and doing their thing in their own language. And they walk right by a sign. And the sign, there's a uh, warning for hypothermia when you hit the water. It, the, the water park there is all natural spring water. Yeah, it was fresh oh, that's water. That's cold. Yeah. Wow. Cold. Yeah. And at the pool at the bottom was completely covered by trees. No sunlight got to it. I so know exactly what one you're talking about. And that thing, you were in like pitch black, and then it yeah. shot you out into this freezing cold water. <laughs> Three straight Chinese dudes. Joseph Mengele designed this thing? Wait, Joe, what happened? Three straight Chinese guys went in, and three straight Chinese guys hit the water and went into shock and had to be rescued and fished out. Oh, they they were hypothermia? My, my yep. aunt had to be rescued from that same ride. Yeah, because you lose your breath, man. Yeah, yeah especially when you don't know it's coming. When you have to warn people about hypothermia... <laughs> On a ride? That's insane. Yeah, remember when you guys made me go swimming in that pool in, yes, in February? Yes. yes. And yes. I knew that the water was going to be freezing? Yeah. I mean, it was it was so difficult to breathe. Imagine if you didn't know it was going to be that cold. Kathy, and you said you come out of pitch black darkness, Kathy, yes. into this? Yes, you couldn't see a thing, and then it shoots you out. It doesn't just drop you into a pool of water. It shoots you out. It's still about, I don't know, three feet you know, above the yeah. water, and then you drop down into this freezing cold, fresh water. So you almost like water. skim across yeah. your own that yes. fast? Wow. The, yeah, the first death, Kathy, occurred at the tidal wave pool, and that was in 1982. <laughs> and it was 100 feet. It was 30 meters by 25 feet uh, by 250 feet, and can hold as many as 500 to 1,000 people. Yeah, it was giant. The waves were <laughs> enormous. The, 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 this we're, is it. We're, look, we're looking at a video, a commercial for it. Look at how high those tubes are. Yeah, they see, that's shot out of, you, off, of the, off of the water. Yeah, that They're was like 15 the, feet off the water. That was the tube. It was pitch black, and you'd get shot out and have to drop into the freezing cold water. And they, <sighs> they just showed another one where it was kind of like you would sit on this, you know, where you sit on the little mat, and you kind of, you know, you'll go down the slide, except this slide was so fast, you'd lose the mat. That was the one that I got hurt on every year. Was this the one with the infamous kayak? Um, 
with, with the, 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 the kayak kid, experience, Steve? Right, right. The kid was kayaking and got Second the... Second death was at the kayak experience. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 1982 yeah. occurred at this, right? It you was closed permanently. But ex- explain what happened, because I remember clearly it in the news, and this is why my parents sort of demurred from taking us to Action Park. Yeah, I, this, yeah, I never saw this kayak ride. It was in, in 82, as soon as that death happened, they, they closed the ride. Uh, uh, it was an imitation whitewater course that submerged electric fans to agitate the water above. <sighs> they put electric fans on the <laughs> And then a kid, a kid got... Was he electrocuted? Yeah. Uh, let's see. He uh, stuck. He stuck his oar into the fan. Frequently, the kayaks got stuck or tipped over, and the people had to get out of them to remedy the situation. So I, it doesn't say exactly how that death occurred, Steve. But, <laughs> but I, I remember the famous Whoa. kayak ride uh, and being lethal. Wow. wow, Kathy. No wonder you're afraid of life right now. <laughs> My parents took me there. Yeah. Yeah, let me Why that. didn't they just take you to to uh, to uh, like Lebanon or something? <laughs> and they had Beirut. They lax enforcement on the drinking age, so people could go in and drink. Oh, they could bring no. in beer, and then nobody enforced any drinking um, policies at all. On wow. it didn't matter what your age was. Let me go to Jason. Hi, Jason. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank you, Jason. Hey, we were talking roll. about Action Park, and uh, I, uh, I actually grew up in that town that Action Park is in. What town and, is uh, that? That's Vernon. Okay. Uh, we uh, we all used to go there all the time and watch everybody from out of town and just waste themselves on these rides uh we actually broke into that one night and went in there at night and figured out how to turn a bunch of the rides on oh Oh my god uh that was college we uh we figured out how to turn the tidal pool on the wave pool and then uh we were not too pleased when we were riding the waves in and rode up onto the shore, and the police officers were standing there waiting for Well, us. Jason, as I remember, and the, the word was, and I, again, I'd never been to the place, but that it was really kind of very easy to break into? There was nothing stopping you from walking right in. <laughs> right. There was high school kids in the summer that were the security guards. <laughs> right. Security you could do whatever you wanted to. They had the alpine slide, that concrete slide where you rode the cart down. Yes. Oh, yes. Sure. Yes. I still have scars from that. Everybody Dude. that grew up in that town has scars from that, that ride. That Alpine ride was the main reason I would see it in the commercials and I wanted to go. Steve, wow. the uh, the guy that died on the kayak ride, he was from Long Island, yeah, yeah. which is probably why you heard about it a lot, uh, and it was the underwater wiring that electrocuted him. Wow. And, and apparently it, um, uh, it uh, injured a whole bunch of people in his family as well, too. He was... Uh, Taken to a nearby hospital in Warwick, New Jersey, where he died of heart failure from the electric shock. Whoa. I mean, and this is, I guess this is stuff that they were designing and building themselves yeah. without ever really running it past anybody with any knowledge of this stuff. The cold water killed one person, Kathy. It was a fatal heart attack um, in, in the, the shock of the cold water. Isn't that what killed Stalin? No, no, no. It was, uh, was it Stalin? I don't know how Stalin died. It, it, <laughs> no, it escapes he... my memory. I, I know that he, he loved Action Park, though. <laughs> <laughs> he died at Action Park. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> mate, I cannot leave before I do water ride. Right. I thought it was uh, like a hot tub and then the cold air and then the shock. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, I don't know. Check that Check that out. Um, check us. Stalin C. Action Park. Action right. Park, hot tub, cold <laughs> yeah. water. By the way, do you recall that water slides uh, in their earliest form were made of concrete? They were, they were not oh, I remember. fiberglass. No, no, oh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a very refined type well, of concrete, but concrete nonetheless. Well, what they would do is they would put a paint over the yeah. top of it that was a little bit slicker than concrete. And every now and then, like Kathy had said earlier, if you lost your mat, oh my oh, God, mm-hmm. you were riding down concrete <laughs> and you would just get ripped to shreds. What could go wrong with that? By the way, this is the Action Park jingle. There's nothing in the yeah. world like Action Park. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. 
right, let's do that again. Hold on. There's nothing in the world like action park. Wait, all right. Now deadlier than ever. Let me go to Meredith here. We got to wrap things up in a second. Hey, Meredith, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. What's up? Um, well, Action Park it reopened, and I believe it reopened under the name of Mountain Creek. Yeah, it's called Mountain Creek Water Park. I, when that guy said it was closed, I was like, wait a minute, it is, but it's reopened because my family lives out that way. It is okay. reopened. There's um, they, a ski uh, resort as well, and they reopened it as Mountain Creek Water Park. I have the website up right now, and it okay. still has some of the same rides, like the um, where you can do the Tarzan swing or jump off the cliff and see this one, Steve, where it's like kind of like a slide oh. off of the side of a cliff. My guess is they had to address some of the issues before imagine. they opened yes. up again. Oh, yeah, yeah, they definitely did. Like the the one that you shoot into the really cold water that used to have a black bottom. They actually cleaned that up now, so it's you can actually see the bottom. So if you go down, they can at least come get you. Wow, <laughs> well, that's oh good, God. right? That's handy. sure. Hey, go. Let's guys skim the pool for bodies. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, it would have been cool to try some of these death-defying. Uh, or actually, death-inducing rides. Yeah, right? That's the element that's uh, you know that uh, yeah, I guess was the big attraction in Action Park. Yeah. Well, we, had, we over the weekend we had the the story right with the Ferris wheel and uh, yeah yeah and, uh, Wildwoods yeah and horrible horrible but yet there seemed to be no mechanical error or no mechanical issue just a bizarre death but if you get a chance do a do a quick search on uh, on Action Park on on Wikipedia and find out all the incidents that took place there is that they sounded like cool rides I wonder if I you mean, ha- if you could get a, a like a full death package or if you could would buy just Deadly ride per deadly ride. Right, maybe yeah. it was one at a time. Yeah. I'm not really Stalin sure. Stalin died from a heart attack, Casey, so I don't I don't know about heart this attack action park thing. On the kayak ride at Action Park. Hot tub, uh, cold water. It was incident. as a result of him being You really think he was park. in a hot tub? I think That's he might have been. I, I don't know. Because they would do those hot baths, and then um, what, what you do is you um, you then immediately, after you go into a hot tub, you open up your pores, it cleans you everything You saw out. red heat. And then you go into like a cold bath. And that closes up your pores. Right. And I think that was... Um, I don't feel so good. I'm, I'm not really sure. Hmm. All right, well, anyhow. There's right, nothing right. in the world like Action Park. Um, There's nothing in the world like Action Park. <laughs> All right, well, anyhow. Anyhow, water slides are fun. All right, well, listen. Here's what we need to do. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. Stay there. Back in the olden days, about five years ago, your only options to keep listening to WMMR when you got home would be to drive your car into your living room or turn on something called a radio. But now, through modern technology, the smart speaker that's secretly collecting data on you... What did you say? ...can also stream WMMR. Just tell Alexa or Google to open MMR, and magically we'll come streaming into your home. Plus, it may help distract your device from becoming self-aware. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Do you want to ask somebody who's from Los Angeles? Um, maybe Noah Wiley. Uh, I know he's from L.A. Yeah. I was, that's why I was going to bring it. Anyway, Noah Wiley just got yeah. yeah. I made it. How you doing, Noah? Very well. How are you? We're doing good, man. We were just talking about uh, wasabi and rodeos. We're killing time, and yeah. uh, we're such pros at it that we figured <laughs> yeah, what's we on people's mind. over in the car. I got to listen to that sausage yeah. fest. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, you, you missed, missed it. <laughs> it was really good yesterday. It was awesome. Yeah, Casey. Well, he's a vegetarian, so he's... Oh, you are? Yes. Was awesome. Lapsed. Uh, a, what Lapsed? a lapsed vegetarian. Really? Right. When when did this? Uh, you you fell off the vegetarian wagon? Uh, <laughs> is there a wagon? What's your weakness? I, let me. Because one dogs, second, one question yeah. at a time. Yeah. Hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I was a faithful vegetarian for about five years, and then I've been unfaithful for the last couple. What okay. Was, what was the first meat that you ate when you when you? I were... got a job in Memphis. Oh, oh, barbecue. Oh, nice. Man. That's where I listen. Fell. A little part of little pulled pork or something like that. It was rendezvous ribs in Memphis, <laughs> right across from the Peabody. You know it. Yeah. I, oh, wow. I, I went there last year, and uh, their ribs are world renowned. And uh, it, was, it was for a radio station junket, and as a part of the um, a TNT show as well. It was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And for, for um, part of the uh, prize of doing it, or, or, or this little side perk, was that they shipped to me to my house uh, a whole cooler full of uh, rendezvous. Ribs and it, it was fantastic. I can see why you fell it off would, the way. It would take out the. I didn't know they shipped. Yeah. <laughs> did it make you sick after? I mean, for not eating meat for five years. Once yeah. you had it, how did you feel? Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, so people, you, you gave it the college try. And some people will do that who just give up red meat uh, yeah. for an extended amount of time and then go back and have a hamburger can make them physically mm-hmm. ill. Uh, my sister's that way. But you support all sorts of animal things as well. You're very, very conscious with that. So you know, yin and yang. There, you're, you're bound. It out. It's Your weird though. Noah, it sort of goes with the territory. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I was a vegetarian for a little while as well, uh, a few years, and uh, and it was hot dogs, man. It's it's never, you know, like oh man, I just needed a turkey so- sandwich, you know. It's never, you know, a, a, I needed tuna or something healthy. It's like no, I wanted hot dogs. I wanted barbecue. They can replicate just about everything except the hot dog. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well. You know what? I need to. I got to bring up an interesting fact, and we're obviously going to talk about. Uh, I'm minded the bit because I love the show. Uh, Falling Skies, yeah. the oh, cool. uh, uh, the TNT show. Um, but you were you were in a movie that kind of uh, bizarrely helped me transform my life. Believe it or not, <laughs> uh, we we were on the air talking about this movie that Jennifer Lopez was in, and they did some kind of bizarre martial art that we had never heard of before. It was Krav Maga. And uh, a guy contacted me and said, I happen to run a school that teaches Krav Maga. And this was uh, six years ago, and I weighed 275 pounds back then. Yeah. Look at me now, man. Yeah, nice. I got involved in that, and then uh, and I've, I've become a completely different person. You saved his life. You saved my life, Noah Wiley. <laughs> <laughs> the list is long. <laughs> uh, well, I, I just wanted to bring that up. It was an odd little uh, tidbit, but that's uh, very cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Let's talk about the uh, the show Falling Skies. There's a two hour premiere, and uh, tell us a little bit about this because it's uh, it's got the sci fi feel to it. Yeah, it's a sci fi show. It's you know it's sort of a family drama and a character drama in the context of being a sci fi show, but it's about uh, an alien invasion of Earth, and most of the population has been killed, and the power grid has been wiped out, and those few survivors are uh, left to try and uh, pull together as a form of resistance army and fight back. It, uh, it, I, I watched three episodes. I watched the two-hour premiere and, and then the, the following episode. Now I'm pissed because I have to wait till the fourth episode and let it advance, but I, I got caught up in it immediately, and I'll tell you why, because the, the dynamic of you and your sons reminded me of the dynamic of um, uh, Tom Cruise's character in War of the Worlds and his sons. And that sort of... Um, now, you're a much better dad than he was in, in, that, in that movie. But, but the, um, uh, there's a the really good sort of... You, know, you hit the ground running. It's happened already. The invasion has happened. And, and you're just trying to hold on to little straws of what it meant to be a family prior to the attack while still dealing with this formidable alien foe. Yeah, I play a guy who was a history professor uh, before the invasion. I'm father of three boys, one of whom has been abducted by the aliens. So the first couple episodes is a lot about that, trying to get him back and keep my family safe, uh, while at the same time being given this larger responsibility of of leading 300 civilians out of the city of Boston, um, which I'm sort of um, 
reluctant to do uh, because it means moving away farther and farther from where I know my son is. The thing that you have that your point of reference is is, is evaporating now, but you're you're also a military expert, so you're able to use your expertise to assist. Yes, they made that very convenient. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I look because you're actually mentioning things that I found fascinating. You know, you, you reference World War II and the Revolutionary War, uh, and uh, the dynamic is there. There's that Spielberg touch, but it's still pretty badass. You know, as far as you get the family thing, but the uh, the, the the aliens are, are some scary looking mothers. I mean, yeah, he, Mr. Spielberg, drew those himself. He really, designed all the aliens, kidding. all the spaceships, his fingerprints are all over this project. It has sort of a, a um, I mean, you always think of what you reference. It has a District Nine feel to it as well. Um, I have to ask you though, and you know, you, you worked with bedpans and ER. How does it feel to be using the weapons? Oh, like yes. it's got to be wild. I uh, the look in my eight year old son's eyes seeing his <laughs> yeah. father with an AK forty seven shooting away at aliens yeah it was worth it right there popping the clips out the mags yeah, as I've you say yeah street cred with his second grade grade class now. very cool <laughs> no I'm actually I'm really excited to see this show TNT has been doing a lot of things right for for a lot of years you know started with shows you know started with shows like the closer and uh, you know in uh, Memphis beat and, uh, you know Nick was uh, you know um, down in Memphis for that last summer um, men of a certain age I just uh, you know we were doing stuff for um, um, Franklin and Bash, which debuted last night, they're doing a lot of things right, and they're you know, uh, you know, and well, they, 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 they're also giving you liberty. You know, they're they're not like you know just taking things away after like you know two three episodes. They give it time to breathe. Yeah, that's very rare on TV these days. I've been working for them for a while now. We've made these librarian movies over the last couple, which of years. are a lot of fun. The librarian they're movies, yeah, great fun, and uh, they've been great partners all the way through. They have a really hands off managerial style. They let all the creative elements go off and make their show. And they know how to program, and they're, I think, the best marketing out there on TV. It was cool because um, the supporting cast is great. You have Will Patton, who's a great character actor, uh, and uh, Dale Dye, who is... Um, Dale Dye. Yeah, Dale Dye. He's real deal military, right? Yeah, I he's mean, real deal military, and he's cornered the market on military advisory to the film world. So he I was Oliver Stone's deal. guy, and he's he, Spielberg's guy. He pops up in various projects, um, and he runs the actor boot camp. That if you get on Band of Brothers, you have to go in and do well, it. You would know this guy in in the scene in Saving Private Ryan, where yeah. they go to the to the general and tell him that you know about this these two the, the brothers that have been killed. Yes, he's one of the guy. He has gray hair, a mustache. Yeah, uh, sure. Good looking yes. guy. Yep, I know exactly. But he he is, is yep. he advises uh, as you said the actor boot camp. So it, is he in addition to acting in the show, giving his military expertise? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. constantly. <laughs> Does he call you on stuff? If you're not holding the uh, the, uh, the weapon right. I made sure not to be in his crosshairs because it, <laughs> it's formidable when he gets angry. If you don't hold your weapon appropriately, I would imagine that, so to speak. I would imagine that that's uh, that's that's a daunting thing. But you're at where? Where is it? The show shot because it. Um, Set in Massachusetts, uh, so for authenticity's sake, we filmed in Toronto. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot of uh, carnage and rubble around, and and um, and the, the city itself, uh, you know, uh, looks not overrun. too awesome. Yeah, yeah, overrun. Hamilton, Ontario. <laughs> Perfect, huh? <laughs> yeah, tourist mecca. Were they, in fact, attacked by aliens and you just took advantage of that? We were shooting machine guns off at 4 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and nobody seemed to notice. <laughs> no that's, kidding. A, that's a bad sign. Wow. Hey, you know, can I ask uh, if, uh, you know, uh, Noah's your name? And I think... There was an uptick in people naming their kids Noah after you came onto the scene with ER. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I remember when my son was uh, uh, being born, we had one of those baby name books, and we were flipping through it, and I saw my name, and it said, made popular recently by the ER actor Noah <laughs> Wiley. No way. 
That's a crowning achievement when you make the baby name book. How does that yeah. make you feel? I mean, do you feel weird, proud? Like I feel like it dilutes the club a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right, Noah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. right. You had a handle on it. And then... I, I have an odd name, Preston. And uh, and then when uh, Britney Spears named her son Preston, I was That's like, right. well, there it goes. We're not that special anymore. The only hope is that maybe I can finally find one of those little blue license plates with yes. your name on it. <laughs> somebody sent me. I said something about that on air, and somebody had one custom made for me. And I keep I it right here on the con. Console, just to remind me, I never got those when I was a kid. Ever. Never. Well, t- talking about some other roles, you were in a movie that I love, The Pirates of Silicon Valley. All right. Uh, and and your whole uh, the Steve Jobs thing when you came out as Steve Jobs for the keynote was awesome. Uh, have you uh, indeed carried on a friendship with Steve Jobs? Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that was but that it. was a thrill. You know, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I met. I never met him or talked to him when we were filming the movie. And the day after it aired, my phone rings and I pick it up and his voice is Noah. I suggest Steve Jobs here. My heart starts beating through my chest. <laughs> Jesus. And he says, uh, listen, I just wanted to tell you I uh, hated the movie. I hated the script. Uh, but you were good. Because <laughs> uh, it wasn't, it was, it acknowledges his, his great con- contribution, but it's not. It shows the warts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's an unbelievably forceful personality, and yeah. he ran Apple uh, with an iron fist for years and years, but uh, he's got the Midas touch. I mean, when he went away, the stock dropped. When he comes back, the company goes through the roof. And I was just saying to a friend of mine yesterday, I'd love to make a sequel to that movie yeah. and update it, because I find him to be one of the most fascinating people in American life. He's my holy grail interview, Steve Jobs. I mean, that'd be the, I mean, because he, he and Bill Gates, these are two guys who changed the world yeah. and did it out of, basically started out of the garages. Yeah. Yeah, can, absolutely. can you hook it up? Do you got his number? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently they're not friends. Yeah. Hey, no, I, I have to ask about your, your career on ER. You were the only original member to stay on for 11 seasons uh, some came and went and, and did all this and that throughout that time you're playing a doctor at any point during your regular civilian life uh did you occasionally think i i could do that or or <laughs> I, I could diagnose somebody or did you ever actually try yeah, to there diagnose was a period people? of time somewhere around season seven or eight where we all became delusional yeah. <laughs> thinking that we could all open outpatient clinics in our garages sure and, you know. a little cottage industry I mean, you're doing it all the time you're using the jargon after a while it becomes you know second nature yeah exactly well no, the farther away from i get the more i realize i was how delusional i was in addition to that you're like one of people's greatest looking humans on earth or whatever the list was you're with clooney uh, how did you not go Charlie Sheen with all with all that possible enticement? You know, it was uh, one of those shows where we were working 80 hours a week. We didn't were just, have time? Yeah, we missed the whole thing because we were in the soundstage working. So yeah. we didn't have enough time to play or to really enjoy our success. And it was only after the fact that we got to kind of look back and take stock on, on what an achievement it was. But, uh, yeah, we were just... We were 14 day, fourteen hours a day, five days a week, nine months a year for 12 years. And that was a Spielberg produced uh, as well, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, that's when we met for the first time. Is that we, the first time you had him, yeah? Yeah, we go back quite a ways. You know what, Noah, you talk about working those long days and stuff. Uh, Steve and I, and actually all of us, have we've just had a little touch with uh, with television and what it's like. Our friends uh, run the television show. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, so they've invited us to be on a couple of episodes. And it seems like when you're filming, um, the, a day of filming, there's a lot of hurry up and wait involved in that isn't there yeah depending on the projects especially one like this which has so many special effects elements where you have to you know, hang a green screen and you have to make sure the eyelines are all right uh it can take forever is yeah. it, it there there are some 
talking about the effects with this show, uh, some of the aliens appear to be not CGI, and you, you actually capture one. The pilot was all CG. It was all tennis balls on sticks and yeah. pieces of tape. And then when we went to series, we built a suit, and we had a guy in the suit. It looks cool. I, I like the addition of, um, and I don't know if he's going to be a, uh, a continuing character. Mind you, I don't want to give away any too much, but Stephen Weber shows up as a, oh, as, cool. a, as a doctor um, with shady ramifications. Uh, is he going to be a continuing character? No, we kill him off pretty well. <laughs> well, you guys had a good chemistry. See, that's what the, the, I want to stress that to people going to watch the show that the, the, the TNT does the right thing. You got to let it breathe, and at the third episode, that's when it, it it sunk. Okay, this is the tone. I got it, and it was like, yes, all right, here we go. Yeah, it's really smart storytelling, like any good science fiction yarn. The more questions that get answered, the more they get posed, and there's a couple of good twists and turns. And by the end of the first season, these characters uh, have to radically reassess everything that they've learned so far because they realize they've misread the situation completely. And you're, you're doing things that you probably would not have considered, you know, in your in your regular life. No, character I got motorcycle. Yeah. I got to shoot machine guns. I got to do all this stuff. <laughs> it's yes. awesome. Good have fun. You, have you finished shooting the entire season? Yeah, we finished in November. Uh, oh wow! Just sitting and waiting for June to come around. And then, how much of it have you been able to watch? Have you watched the whole season? I've seen the whole season. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Really we, proud of it. We would talk to. Um, um, we were big fans of the TV show Lost, and some of the cast members. Of Lost would watch the show and then some of them wouldn't and they'd get wrapped up in their own TV show in, in the script of it because the mysteries would unfold week after week after week and that's kind of cool to hear that you are a fan of, of a project that you're doing you gotta be otherwise uh, it makes the days even longer <laughs> and it makes right. going around city to city selling it even harder yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Hey, I'm working on a real turd here <laughs> but the turd is paying the bill I don't like so, it personally yeah. but I hope you do yeah, yeah. but you know what um, I I Totally trust Steve here in uh, in in anything like a sci-fi horror um, action adventure, and if and if he is behind something, I'm like, okay, you know, maybe I'll go yeah. check that out. Chances and, are and, you'll like it. And Steve was watching it, and and he's telling me this stuff off air, so I know that it's true. Uh, but he said this is a really really good show, so I can't wait for the premiere. And I'm, and I'm going to do that. I'm not going to watch the screeners that you have. I know the one problem yeah. with the screener not in five point one surround, but otherwise it was awesome. <laughs> it was no, I I do enjoy it. I, I love stuff like this, and and that's. That's why I want, you know, you get, the show comes on and then goes away. I'm glad it's on TNT because I really think it's off to a good start. And, uh, and I, and I love, I love, you know, there's a, a sequence in the, in the, the first hour where all of this hellacious stuff is happening, but your son, he gets a skateboard and he just, and, and so the whole collective in that sort of Spielbergian type way, I don't know who's responsible for it, but everyone just stops and watches and remembers what it was like to take simple joy in before this hell that they're in. Yeah. What it's like to just watch a kid have fun. Yeah. You know? We every episode we try to show the obvious cons to the situation, but the more subtle pros as well. These characters are living in a high state of deprivation under a huge level of threat that's ever present. But at the same time, uh, the relationships become a lot more authentic in the face of that. Yeah. And kids have to sort of rely on their imaginations more than Xbox and video games, <laughs> and uh, sort of we get back some of the things that we've lost in a highly technologically advanced society uh, that make us more intrinsically human, which is yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool. I, I, I like the tone of it. I, I, did anybody have the fourth episode, Benny? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's called Falling Skies. Noah Wiley, thanks for being here. My pleasure. Thank All you. Right. Let's give some love to him, Noah Wiley. Yeah! Take a break. We'll be right back. Stay there. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I've been uh, uh, doing the martial arts training for a while now, so that's my aerobic activity. 
And this week, I'm going to start going to a, uh, a weight trainer, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to start, you know, pumping some iron, trying to get a little muscle right. built up on this whole thing. So I'm going to be. I've never really done uh, the gym per se, the the weight lifting stuff. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to begin that. Not, this not, week. not, yeah. not at all. Any any sort of. <laughs> uh, I I, I t- Tampa played around with it just a tiny bit. I had a, a trainer for for a couple of months. Just kind of it was it was a promotion thing that we yeah. were doing back at, at Y yeah. and. Uh, and did that for a little while. It was cool, but I wasn't that interested in it back then. So this it's, it's good to tune it up a bit. It is. Yeah. yeah it is. So, so this time around, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and take it a little more seriously. I think and, I'm gonna start going. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Steve lives at the freaking yeah. gym. Ken, I just want to suggest one thing: is is when you do start, don't go balls out, really, because yeah, you, keep them in no, the shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you know why? They'll get caught in the uh, right, Casey. <laughs> Usually, in the, there's in the lat machine. Yeah. All the time, they have warnings and 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 keep says, your balls in. Yeah. 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 No, I I had when I. When I did do it the one time, Casey, you were right. I, I, I it, it started, it started feeling good with my balls out. It started feeling good, and I, I started pushing it too hard. And I hurt my shoulder. My shoulder. I have issues with uh, my rotator cuff. I same and, same and I, thing. Which which side? You're, uh, you're it's the, both. They're both bad. Really? Yeah. I, so I, you, yeah. You have to have someone who knows how to how to you know strategically lead you through the the deal. I go to right. Divertex, and my trainer's Dwayne. He when I go in and I I tell him, you know, if I have a, a soreness or something, he 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 will work around it. So I don't. I don't keep agitating. And you guys are doing you, you do you work with with Dwayne. So Dwayne yeah. is with you the entire time. Are you going to do it with an actual trainer? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I can't not, not every time. Yeah, uh, it, but uh, on on occasion. I mean, like uh, you can every, be a cardboard every, cutout. Well, yeah. no, every couple of weeks I'm going to get a, a checkup, see sure. how, how am I doing. But they're going to give me the routine to do. So. I, I don't like doing. I don't like people getting in my face telling me what to do. And 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 I go by myself. And I, and I do like the hammer strength machines. I do too. Yeah, uh, yeah, because uh, you don't need a spotter for that sort of stuff. If you can't get the weight up, you don't have to. But listen, when I used to go to Bally's next to Y100, right. I, you know, I went by myself, and this guy would come in a couple times a week, and um, if he walked by me as I was finishing up, a, you know, a set or whatever, and I'm and I'm done, he would get in my face and be like, "Come on, man, one more, oh. one more." Did, wait, did he work there? No, he was just the like guy trying who to, went like there. trying to like uh, help you out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like I've gone to yeah because uh, uh, I for most of my life I, I worked out by myself. I always had the equipment and so on and so forth. Yeah. and I go to a, a real clanky gym, like a real you know. And though there are dudes who do dudes who do that who just what well, they figure they're helping you. Come on, come <laughs> on, dude, leave it in the gym, leave it in the gym. <laughs> if you keep screaming at me, I'm gonna leave a turd in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> scared the crap out of me, and it's distracting. It's so distracting, yeah. but yeah, like I, I mean, so I, you know, I, and I never the dude was huge, so I never told him not to do that. But <laughs> yeah. you did. But yeah. just, shut up, you. Leave me alone. I went, used to go to a gym, um, and there was a guy there who would refer to himself as Mac Daddy. <laughs> And he, he would was, refer to himself as this? Yeah, he, when he was working out. He, he, he would talk weight. to himself? Come on, Mac Daddy, yeah! <laughs> lift those weights! Come on, Mac Wait, no, no, he was doing this by himself, to he's, himself. He's cursing. He's, cursing at the weights. He's cursing, and, and he's calling himself Mac Daddy? Yeah. yeah. Well, now, what, now, let me ask you, what oh. kind of gym apparel would he wear? <gasps> um, you know, he, he was kind of like, it, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it just like normal. Was it like Joey bought a few go workout pants? <laughs> yeah, kind of. The Zeke Avarici. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was was there the slight hint of a mullet working? (laughs) Um, slightly. 
Slightly. I don't have a full mullet. Just it, 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 what, Could be. What's happening is that he is in the correcting stage of earlier mullet. <laughs> you know, uh, those guys are the best. And, and uh, No, they're not. No, they're not. They're, not. they're, well, they're, they're fun, fun to watch. They're fun to watch yeah. and then talk about it. When you're in the gym, you're right. They're, they're really annoying. The, the guy in my, my gym who was the favorite was, uh, you know the scene in Boogie Nights where uh, Marky Mark is uh, practicing his karate in front of the mirror? I swear to God, the guy, he'd lift the weights and then he'd do the little flex move and then like the, uh, you know, the posing move where he'd, you know, go down low and right, arch yeah. his back oh, in front of the yeah. mirror all Come the time. On. And I'm just like, dude, there are, uh, you know, at least a dozen people watching you make an ass out of yourself. Unless you're, of unless you're in like a real deal like bodybuild if you're doing that at Lucille Roberts right that, 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 that's a problem is that a, if, if you're at like a real a real bodybuilder gym that makes sense it was the mainline YMCA when the, yeah. so. <laughs> when the woman next to you is on a Pilates ball you're going yeah! but this guy at my gym was so loud like you could just hear it through the entire gym and it's like kind of, no stop stop it I don't want to listen to you do that like you know what I mean a little bit's okay are there, but... are there some gyms that don't allow that. I yeah, mean, don't you I've, remember? I've been, I've been at gyms where they where they will not. You, they, they ask you to keep it down to not scream, mm-hmm. and, and because and also that some way they don't allow. It, it's hard for me when I'm working out to not blurt out a profanity. No. Now that, oh well, yeah. I mean a, a little I mean, bit's you, okay. Yeah. No, there was a gym in New, in New York. It was just um, it was a few months ago. It was in the news, and they they passed like basically a you know a rule at the gym: no screamers, no yeah. yellers, or you know yelling or screaming you know while you're lifting weights at the gym. It was the sports ah! clubs, right? The, yeah. The uh, New York sports clubs, and then they have them in Philadelphia as well. The, the, the branch down here, and, and I think, Ron Ron Palillo's gym. Uh, no, but I think, they, <laughs> I think they applied that rule. To gym. In this area, you know what? Uh, our friend uh, Matt Cord's friend, uh, Bozzy, he just opened up a gym down in, on, on Rock, Rock Hill. Rock Hill. In, in I a... wish I knew the name. I can't. I can't remember. It's like my personal something or other. My little pony gym. But I, 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 yeah. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, but I, I stopped in there the other day because I didn't know he had opened it up. And and uh, see, it's a smaller place. And what right. happens is is women go there uh, and, and people who don't want to be around the screamers and the meatheads and, and all that sort of stuff because they sort of make you feel a little self-conscious about what you're doing in the gym. Well, you know? a gym that's run properly or like like with my situation, with Vertex, they, they purposely make sure you're, you're not in that situation where you're... Where You've got some dude next to you who's who's curling a Volvo, <laughs> and you 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 know you, I don't you don't need to say you need to focus in on what you're doing. Yeah, I, I hate the gyms that are like pickup places too that are like oh. singles bars because you know because then you have. It's it's an entirely different vibe. It's just annoying. Well, the, the same Mac Daddy guy. Uh, Mac Daddy, come on, Mac Mother Effort. Come on, Mother Effort. It's great to work out when you're schizophrenic. <laughs> well, he will also. He would also, uh, you know, t- after he was done screaming at himself, he would, you know, kind of walk by the ladies and be like, "Hey, what ladies! Oh, oh, you're kidding me!" Yeah, like, "Hey, ladies, you want oh. some of this?" Oh, <laughs> that's. No. I mean, he was joking, but I think really, no. not really. There's no, no way there's no way you could ever say yeah! <laughs> there's no way even if you're joking to 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 women that way there's no way that it will ever read as anything other than sincere by the way <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. right it, because even if, it was a joke yeah sure yeah, yeah sure by the way if this guy listens i i love you so much <laughs> he very well may listen <laughs> well you just simply comment yeah you're not saying you don't enjoy it you just say it's a little uh, strange it's just a little much for how, me that's how old all. would you say he is um 30s yeah probably okay and he's screaming at himself, himself yeah. is, is he buff uh, yeah, yeah, okay. he's, I mean, 
Yeah, I guess. Do you think Nick's size? Because I'm huge. Some of those guys have to be doing it to get attention from everywhere, everyone yeah, else in the yeah, gym, right? That's what yeah, I think. Well, that's exactly. The people who do it because they are simply motivating themselves to do it, you can, you can tell the difference. The people who are putting on a show... It's laughable. One of the funniest I ever saw, Preston. A dude was doing that in a gym. He had he was he was curling uh, the dumbbells. He goes, "Come on, come on!" And he and he and he curls, and he's standing in front of the wall of mirrors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he throws oh. both of the dumbbells. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like and man, it cost him like three hundred bucks. The mirror was like six by six. It was huge, and the whole thing just just exploded. It looked like he actively wanted to throw dumbbells. And, come on, come on, come on. Yeah! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I, Sorry about I that. Broke you <laughs> Hang on, let me go to Brian who works at a gym. Hey Brian, good morning. You're on, man. Hey, what's going on, brother? Hey, Yo, there is a Mac Daddy at every single gym. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it, man. You've probably seen I don't know how many of those guys, right? Oh, I'm standing at the front desk at a Jersey Barry's right now, but I used to work at a gym in Long Island. Yeah. I wish I knew the guy's name. He wore gardening gloves. Oh. oh. He, he was, he, well, yeah, where, whereabouts in Long Island? Do you remember what, what town? Oh, yeah, it was uh, Ronkonkoma. Okay, all right, okay. yeah. I, 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 I'm going to wear mittens. There was, <laughs> there was a dude who used to work out with, with, like, gardening gloves, and the guy would come in, he would, now, he would always get reprimanded for not wearing a shirt, but he would wear... Dark polyester pants, oh. like suit pants, yes. <laughs> no. and really? black loafers. <laughs> and, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. That was his workout outfit. Well, there's a sign in my gym now. You're not allowed to wear jeans. You're not allowed to wear corduroys. And I used to wear corduroys all the time to, to the. But now I wear my zip zip. Wait, uh, you would workout. work out in corduroys? Yeah, when I was at Wild well, Hunter, start going, a fire? <laughs> no, but I just. Well, what happened was somebody stole stuff out of my locker. That you know, one of the first times I went there. So you figured I just, they wouldn't steal corduroys? Well, no, I just decided not to change anymore. Uh, just so keep I, his wallet oh. and yeah. stuff in yeah. his pants. Plus, Casey doesn't like to change. That's why he wears those pants. So he. Yeah. Go right from here to the gym, and he mm -hmm. doesn't have to do the whole changing thing for some exactly. reason. He's not a big fan of that. Yeah, so, so. no cords, none of that, like Still no right open-toed sandals and, and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, when, when I get so distracted by other people talking and, and these Mac Daddies and, and all this sort of stuff. I This one time I was doing a bench press, and you're supposed to breathe out when you're bench pressing, right? So I'm, I'm pushing up. And I, I breathe out really <laughs> No, 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 no. It wasn't that bad, but uh, I, I'm breathing out really hard. And by breathing out hard, I, I ended up hocking a loogie, right? Oh! And it went straight up like four feet and right down in between my eyes. I was like, <laughs> I almost dropped the bar on my neck after that. That's funny. Let me go to uh, Tony. Hey, Tony, good morning, man. Tony, you there? I'm the Mac Daddy. Come on, one more, one more, one more. And by the way, I've never been so horny in all my life listening to Kathy call scream Mac Daddy. I used to, I used to go to the gym. I've been going to the gym for at least ten plus years, and there used to be a guy who would just literally load all the plates on the the leg press machine, right? Yeah, to a point where it equaled up to a thousand. So he would, and he wasn't a big guy. He'd just walk around going, I'm going for a grand. He would get there, and rather than doing like the whole press, where at least you, you come down to like a 90 degree angle, he'd come down maybe like two inches, throw it back up, <laughs> make sure he slammed it back up so we all heard the plates rattle. Uh. Get back up and go, 
I'm out of grand. I'm going for ten percent of a grand. Which is about, I guess, about a hundred bucks. I just did about ten percent. Let me get my calculator. So I did ten percent of a grand. The thing that kills me is the guy yelling, "I'm the Mac Daddy." But isn't that that's that's antiquated terminology at this point, is it not? Mac Daddy. Yeah. Put on my crisscross CD. Come on, Mac Daddy. Daddy Mac. Come on. Uh, let me go. Feel see. the heat of the rhythm of the night, man. <laughs> uh, but if you wanted to be updated, he could just sing the St. Jaya song. Sure, yeah. St. Jaya. Come on, St. Jaya. I'm going to go to uh, Corey. Hey, Corey, good morning. Gazooks. What's up, Corey? I used to have a kid on my football team. And he'd try to outdo everyone else, and he was a big guy. I think he was kind of into that andro type yep. stuff Mark yeah, McGuire the, was taking. The stuff that gave Mark McGuire breasts. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. He used to lift either doing the squat or the bench press. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Yeah. And if he did it or didn't do it, he would run out and punch a wall. Now, here's the thing. We had drywall and cement block wall. Oh, God. He mistook the drywall for the cement block wall and broke most of his hand and couldn't play for the rest of the season. Oh, that that, is, that is brilliant, yeah. yeah. While grunting and being Anita. <laughs> <laughs> That they people will put on those dramatic, sh and a lot of times the guys doing it, like at the real big clanky weight gyms, are are guys who are who are juicing. You know, you yeah, can tell, yeah, yeah. you can see the, the the quick way to pick it out. Lots of acne all over the pimples all over the body. Yeah, what they what they call bitch boobs. They don't say boobs, but yeah, uh, uh, you know. So there's you can see it. You can and just, their you, muscles look like they're gonna bust out of their skin. Right. That's why if you ever see like like a natural bodybuilder competition as opposed to a like the the, the other ones, yeah. yeah, they're much smaller. You know. You know what? I've actually had a guy, and, and he hasn't said it's steroids or anything like that, but he alludes, he's, I guess, trying to get me steroids. Because, uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, hey, I want to drop some weight, I want to do this. He's like, I got something for that. And I'm like, ah, I don't really like taking all the supplements. He goes, it's not supplements. It's called uh, Slim Fat. <laughs> <laughs> Make you fart like crazy. Uh, hey, by the way, here's an instant message from uh, Chanky. It says, do you think people at Kathy's gym get distracted by the orgasm she has? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I forgot about that. I can't use that machine because people, I like semen. If there, if there are a lot of people at the gym when I'm there, I won't use it because I know that some of the people, uh, you know, listen to the show. They actually, uh, you know, will play the show in the morning in the gym that I go to now. Oh, well, and I, I I know people know about that, so I can't go on it. Well, for, for those who don't remember, there is a particular apparatus at the gym that apparently will have uh, Kathy reaching climax. <laughs> it's the, it's the, well, no, I, that, that never It's a leg raise machine. And, yeah. and, uh, and actually, we, we know... Circuitously know someone yeah. who, who it happens every time she works out. On. Every time she she does any sort of ab yeah. exercise, it will it will happen. By the way, here's your crisscross. The thing is, he's, he's got to wear his uh, Cavaricci's backwards. <laughs> That's right, to be in with Chris Cross. Captain Mac Daddy. Do you still go to this gym? Or well, is this I was a... trying not to say that, but... Uh, okay. Well, no, I would love to get audio of the, of the Mac Daddy. If you Listen, record him, that'd be awesome. If you can, you know, we just it's 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 sort of a tribute to... Come on, Mac Daddy. You know, I, I know that they listen to the show, so I don't, you know, I don't dislike this guy or anything. It's just for me. It's a, it's a little much. Come on, Mac Daddy. Come on. Come on, Mac and G's. <laughs> let, me, let me go to uh, Matt, who's on hold. Hey, Matt, you're on. Good morning, man. Wee, 
There was this guy that I know who power lifts, and um, before he would, like, power lift and, you know, he would really amp himself up, he would actually crack his head over the bars and, like, bleed all over the place. Some some <laughs> dudes purpose? do yeah, yeah. Some dudes do stuff like that, and those are the guys that I think are on something because it's, you know, yeah. they, well, like, of course. Right, they'll do it like that. Right, I, I see guys do, like, pound their chest and do all that stuff. It's like, right. okay, all right. Yeah, are, You're are a man. You, yeah, are you actually competing for a million dollars? No. <laughs> no, I'm an accountant. Well, then you can calm down. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what? If there's a couple of them, they egg each other on. The, the little collectives, especially you see the uh, like the, the 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 guys who don't quite have it, you know, like Revenge of the Nerds at the gym. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, it's come on, come on, ninety man, do ninety pounds. <laughs> come on, uh, ninety pounds, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a lot, right? <laughs> Instant message from uh, Margot Booty. It says uh, you were just talking about Matt Cord's friend Chris Bozy. Uh, Bozy, I'm sorry, Bozy. His, his gym is called Right Now Fitness, Casey. Oh and, yeah, and it says, and I work there right now. Oh. oh, yeah, they, they they blast MMR there the whole time. Oh, okay. well, I mean, he's friends with the station. Come on, Mac Daddy! Yeah, Mac Daddy! Right now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my little pony gym! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me go to uh, Brandon. Hey, uh, Brandon, good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks! What's up, Brandon? Not much. Um, I was going to say, I work for a mirror guy, and it's like, it's unbelievable uh, how much weight these guys lift? They, it's like they hurt themselves, and they end up throwing the mirror, the dumbbells into the mirror. <laughs> we replace like at least a couple mirrors once a month at all the LA fitnesses in the area. Well, <laughs> from somebody throwing weights into them. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, we've actually had to replace bathroom mirrors too because somebody keeps running into them, like getting all psyched and everything. I've seen, wow. I've seen mirrors, so many mirrors over the years of, that I've been working out. There was a dude doing a bench press, and he had, he didn't put the collars on the outside of the weights, <laughs> and, and it would, it happened to be perpendicular to the mirror. So he, he, he lifts up the one side, and all the weights <laughs> on the other side. <laughs> I, I love, I love that. Exactly. Anytime you've seen somebody lift up a, a, a you know a bar and then half the weight slide yeah. on one side, I used to work out by myself with, and I, I'd put up like like three hundred pounds. You know, I'd put up a fair amount of weight, Jesus, which was re retarded. Did you do by yourself? So yeah, especially that one wonderful incident oh, no. where I I sneezed. Oh. And though, so like seconds later, I'm enjoying the thrill of having said bar on my throat. Oh god! And so I'm like rocking, the, <laughs> I'm like rocking the weights back and forth, sliding them off one at a time. By the way, I have to mention this because uh, Bubba Dennis yeah. uh, told this great story of uh, I guess it's a kid that uh, that he coaches or something. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, Dennis was walking by and he and he caught the kid posing in the mirror. No, no, this was no, this was at at the gym. It's one I know the guy that he, that. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay, so now he calls him Muscles Marinara. <laughs> <laughs> In some places, yeah, that's, that's the rule of thumb. All the guys are there; they're competing. That's understandable. Yeah. But again, like if you're if you're at a, uh, at, you know, at Lucille Roberts, it's not quite the same. Steve, I love that name. You reminded me when I was in high school. I was doing the the curling bar, and I forgot to put the collars on the curling bar. Was it the preacher bench curl? No, no. I was doing the yeah. standing curl. I was doing a standing curl, and and I guess I tilted one one way too much, and the, and the uh, weights fell off on the one side, which then made me go like this onto the other side, and I smashed myself in the side of the with head. the bar. With the bar, oh, yeah. Oh. I, that's how I injured. I injured my my uh, rotor. Yeah. Cup with, with doing some. 
something like that where the the, the bar slipped. One of the, the dumbest exercise injury I ever had was I I there was <laughs> I'd come in from outside. It was raining outside, and I there was the the, the springs where you put your foot to the bottom. You know, you could yes. do the curls. It just slid right off oh. the bottom, and she, oh. I basically rubber band a, a curling device into my face, oh. and I still have a scar like under my eyebrow from wow. it. But it just <laughs> after I, like, and then you turn around. I meant to do that. <laughs> Not me. I was like, I'm gonna lift weights again. <laughs> I hate this. I hate muscles. <laughs> let me do it, John. I don't want muscles. Oh man! And, and you come know on, what? Mac Daddy, come get on, it together. Man. Come on. Come on, Papa Smurf! Come on! <laughs> oh Too my funny. God, Papa dear Smurf. Lord! <laughs> right. Well, they, they, this guy brings up, I, I guess, on on two, Preston. Um, Line two, Eric. Yeah, right, let me go to him. Uh, hi, Eric. Good morning. Hey, what's up, man? You guys rock. Hey, hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah, two quick comments. Yeah. First off, Kathy telling that story about that dude has me roaring. That is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. Me think of the dude on the Verizon Vcast commercial. Exactly. Yeah, I haven't seen it. That. Me this dude gets me pumped. But, he's, but he's, he's listening to like he's listening to like uh, John Blunt. If you go to a gym, they're not listening to Fall Out Boy. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's the newest one from Paul and Cole. <laughs> no, man. Listen, my my gym and and I love I love LA Fitness, but they play some. <laughs> like I'm listening to Britney Spears and oh Justin Timberlake. And yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and they, and they played the Fall Out Boy every single day. And and I go listen. It's a fine song, but when you're working out, you at least I want something a little aggressive. My uh, when I, when I do the martial arts training, my instructor always puts on like I, it's, they have it, good music. It's nothing but Slayer yeah. and 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 Rage Tool. and Tool yeah. and just the most hardcore stuff you can put on. They, at, at the gym that I go to now, they have um, in like the weight room. They'll play actually MMR. They play it all day. But then in the, like where the cardio room is where I guess the women tend to work out more. It's like B one hundred and one. Actually, uh, perfect for working out. Uh, yeah. so, you know, the iPods are the big things, and the, and there's actually a dude with in my gym. These days. Yeah, the whippersnappers. But this one guy, he uh, he will dance in between sets, and he'll be like, yeah, yeah. You can hear him like singing, like, oh, man. yeah. Hang on, one more quick call because we got to take a break here in a moment. Hey, Joe, you're on. Good morning, man. Hey, you guys rock. Thank you, Joe. What's up, bud? Hey, listen, I go to a gym in uh, in Delaware here, and there's a woman here. I, we call her Muscle Mama because she's about 55 years old. And granted, she's in great shape. Yeah. But, but, but uh, about maybe a year or so ago, she had a breast job done. Okay. Okay, now they're three times the size of her head. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's about as thick as a straw. Oh, my God. And she sits on the, well, I don't know what the machine's called, but it's the one where it spreads your legs out. I call it the crotch exercise. Uh, I think it's the, and they call the abductor? The awesome machine. Yeah, 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 yeah but, you're but right. She, she gets on that, and as she's working, she's like, yeah. You ever see muscles like this on a mama? That's right. You call me muscle mama. I'm like, please, I want to call you. I'm ready to throw up. <laughs> and she's the only one in the whole gym who does it. There's not any guys who do it. I mean, yeah. there's big guys there, but... An old woman. You, you bring up a good point. When when women, when, when bodybuilders, female bodybuilders get very lean and then, you know, and then get breast implants, yeah. it looks bizarre. <laughs> oh, yeah. It yeah. looks like they've taped dodgeballs to their chest. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right, because you can clearly see the, the, the full implant. Right. Because the fat would have, you know, all the fat's gone to, to sort of smooth it over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah! Right. So, we got to, if we can meet Matt Daddy <laughs> or get audio of Mac Daddy. Maybe I'll come in. You want to come I'm, in? Yeah, sure. I'm dying. I don't know. I'll see. <laughs> right, well, I'm anyway. still loud back in my gym. I love you guys. Super fit. It's awesome. Go there. It's in Conshohocken. We've got to take a break. We'll be back in just a second. Stay where you are. 
not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Are you ready for love and ready to get engaged? Then visit Steven Singer Jewelers at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Hey, you don't need a getaway to have a great getaway this summer. At Acme, you'll find everything you need to get into vacation mode right at home. Enjoy summer favorites all season long. From their famous USDA Lancaster brand choice beef and tender chicken to the tastiest summer fruits and vegetables. So fresh and delicious, you'll think you're on vacation. No matter what your grocery needs are this summer, Acme has you covered. Acme, your summer food headquarters. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. A 15-month-old toddler had to be rushed to the hospital after an Applebee's in Michigan reportedly served him alcohol in his kid's meal by accident. He was okay. Uh, he didn't suffer any real damage. Uh, the boy's mother, uh, Taylor Reese, said that her son started to act strange after drinking from his sippy cup. Chicken nuggets, some yogurt, and a scotch, please. So <laughs> she tasted the drink and found out it was margarita mix. Whoa. And I guess it had a little tequila in it, too. Uh, the boy was taken to the hospital. I saw a clip of her on the news this morning where she said that he was saying goodbye to the walls oh, uh, while they were taking him out, and he wanted to lay down and, I just don't feel quite right. and didn't have a nap. <laughs> he was taken to the hospital where doctors said his alcohol level had reached uh, .10, which is over the legal limit for adult, for baby. adult drivers. <laughs> right. Uh, the mother said nobody at the table ordered alcoholic drink drinks, so he definitely shouldn't have received one. Uh, Applebee's said that it was uh, the incident was inexcusable, and they apologized. It's and, maternity uh, mayhem Thursdays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you never know who's going to get the booze. Uh, a man in Germany who opened a museum filled with toilet-related accessories has a unique urinal with Adolf Hitler's face inside of it. Take a look at this. Uh, Michael. Just yours in the toilet. Michael Berger's collection includes uh, toilet roll holders, toilet roll holders, toilet seats, toilet seats, as well as toilet brushes, toilet brushes, and just a few at the bottom of the toilet. Uh, the toilet and brushes be on his face. Have, you're bad if you are for killing all the Jews. They uh, have expre- facial expressions painted on them. I actually, I think that's appropriate. Taking a whiz on the Fuhrer. The Hitler urinal was designed after World War II as a protest of the Nazi regime. Berger says, this is my present to humanity. I am mad, but I love toilets. So that's (laughs) what he decided to do. And I'm very lonely. Yep. For at least four days, a deer has been guarding the nest of a Canadian goose at a cemetery in Buffalo, New York. Wow. Wildlife Administrator Joel Thomas said that he does appear to be guarding the goose, as it were. He's within touching distance of her. There's no doubt what's going on. Another SPCA representative said that the event uh, isn't much different from a Disney story. Yes, I'm protecting the bird. Uh, the situation was first discovered with the deer when the deer put itself between the bird and an employee of a company that uh, traps and relocates geese. Thomas said that they can only guess at why the deer has chosen to protect this particular uh, goose. It's clearly a financial arrangement. Speculating, does he know she's nesting? I don't know. Is he going to leave when the chicks hatch? I don't know. If the deer is determined, he's going to be on the job for at least three weeks. What's uh, your business with the goose today? Uh, in case there is any, he's a personal assistant. <laughs> uh, in case there was any, you're not on the list. Doubt about the situation. I have did. squirrel, badger, and chicken. <laughs> Said the deer. 
<laughs> and the goose are not in love. Badger got in. Badger got in. Yeah. Well, he knows the squirrel. Uh, a man who allegedly blew out his son's stereo speakers with a shotgun after complaining about loud music will not be charged. Uh, Stanislaw Jarmelik, uh, something Polish. Uh, he just sounds happy. Uh, Jarmel, what is W I C Z pronounced as? Which? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Jarmelowicz. Jamon. Jarmelowicz. There we go. Yeah. Stanislaw Jarmelowicz. Was arrested Monday at his home. Uh, Jamarlowicz asked his 24-year-old son several times to either turn down the music or put on headphones. Turn down Lil Wayne. Uh, The son said that he (laughs) turned down the stereo, but Dad thought he didn't, and he shot the speakers out with a shotgun after first telling his son to get out of the way. Uh, He did not intend to harm the son, who was not injured, and uh, they have uh, charged him with criminal, or I'm sorry, criminal negligence could not be proved, so they did not charge him with it, and uh, he's going to be okay, even though he shot out the... what you call tough love. Speakers, yes. Archaeologists in Prague say that they've uncovered a Stone Age man buried in a position usually reserved for women, but media claims of a gay caveman may be exaggerated. <laughs> a caveman. A caveman. The gay caveman. Uh, the skeleton. Listen, I just don't like Mastodon. <laughs> and every time I turn around, you're walking through the cave entrance. Guess what I killed? Let me guess. Is it a Mastodon? Not like I've told you a thousand times. It gets caught in my teeth. <laughs> The skeleton, which dates back to Louis, about... you invented fire. How long am I going to hear that one? <laughs> dates back to about 2500 to 2800 B.C. and was found in the outskirts of Prague. The culture... That's the man- Og, Brick, and I'm Deshaun. The... <laughs> The culture the man belonged to, known as the corded ware culture for their pottery decorated with the impressions of twisted cord. Look at that. Isn't that great? That's a little flower and a little little butterfly. I just decorated that. They were very finicky about grave rituals. Uh, corded finicky. The corded ware males usually buried on their right sides with their heads facing east. This man, however, was buried on his left with his head facing west, a traditionally female position. Did they say what the direction indicated as far as besides gender? Yeah, yeah. They they found one very specific grave of the man lying in the position position of a woman without gender-specific grave goods. Just bury me face up if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Neither. You can't decide. Jewelry are a little sacred. Or weapons. The man may have belonged to a third gender. Called the fabulous gender. This uh, designation is for people who may be viewed as neither male nor female or some combination of both. In, huh. so, in some cases, third gender individuals are thought to be able to switch between male and female depending on circumstance. Modern examples include the... Uh, Richard he- Simmons? No. <laughs> the Hijras of India and the... Fine. <laughs> Casey, look at this. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. It's it's F A apostrophe apostrophe A F A F I N E. Polynesia. No wonder why they. Went missing. Hmm. Uh, the skeleton. I'm is- just not saying that name. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. I won't do it. 
Uh, the skeleton has been uh, trumpeted in the media as belonging... They're from the Snuffleupagus tribe. <laughs> ...as to a homosexual caveman. But some uh, archaeologists are skeptical of that claim. Okay. All right. That's interesting. So uh, do the... Of that Fahari tribe, do they do they cross-dress? Because we're seeing pictures here that look like... Oh, those are uh, men. Yeah. yeah, yeah that, transvestite. Uh, wow. Yeah. Hawaiians. Those are big, burly, Samoan-looking guys. Yeah. Flowers in their hair. Right. <laughs> It's and like, look at look at the hand gesture on this one guy. What is Could that be more stereotypical? <laughs> Toodles. Hello. I'm H by the volcano. <laughs> that is an unpleasant looking cross dressing. What is that? Oh my that goodness. That is bad. Oh. Yeah, it is. Search it today. F A apostrophe A F A F I N E. And someone's wearing boxing gloves dressed as a woman. <laughs> right. That's very bizarre. All right, anyhow. Well, they, it's red and black. It's a good color It's considered a, a third gender, so that's kind of strange. Uh, that's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Mm, we're going to take a break. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was an interesting affectation. <laughs> Almost made it out. If you hadn't giggled, <laughs> I wouldn't have. Mm, yeah. That's what I did. Mm. Coming up next. Uh, <laughs> stay right where you are. We'll be right back. actually leaving the house more often WMMR reminds you you're gonna have to put on some clothes and if you gotta get dressed why not step up your wardrobe game with the coolest threads from the MMR rock shop there's tons of new and throwback MMR designs to choose from that you can't get anywhere else Look, you can't go out there naked, okay? Seriously, no. So shop the rock shop at WMMR.com. All the merch that rocks. And don't forget your pants. I think it's safe to say that our next uh, hometown guest got himself a fairly high-profile gig. And uh, everybody found out who it was, but he also knows one of the more uh, versatile jazz musicians in the industry. You know him from uh, uh, The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Kevin Eubanks! Yeah! here is that him he's here <laughs> he's yeah. here yeah how you guys doing What's we're great up? we're great man how are you good 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 excellent man. excellent um you know what i uh, i was telling these guys off air uh when i was in high school uh i was in jazz band and and uh music theory and all this stuff i was i was, right. I was, a, I was a band geek all right and occasionally um no, actually, only once we, we had a we had a big name musician stop by, or at least he was to me. All right, a jazz musician, a drummer named Duffy Jackson. I don't know if you're familiar Duffy with Duffy Jackson, but, but he played with Count Basie's orchestra yeah, and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a big okay. deal, and that m- made such an impression on me. I was just blown away by it. Cool, and that's cool. kind of what you're doing, right? You guys are are going out and visiting these high school jazz musicians. Well, I go out, and it's it's set up to to be jazz and all that, but when I I'm kind of changing the program a little bit, and I just invite the dance department, I invite the choir, I invite um, visual artists and the musicians, and it doesn't have to be jazz. You can play whatever. Okay. And um, when we get there, we uh, create a song, we get we do choreography with the dancers and everything, hopefully, 
by the end of the hour and a half or two hours, we have this like program that everybody's doing something. But the students do a lot of the work themselves. That's cool. And they kind of we kind of make up a song. We you know they elect who's going to be the choreographer, who's going to be head of the choir. Sometimes a visual artist will draw an artist rendering of what's happening. And, oh man, and this a, is over the course of how long? Um, less than two hours. No wow. kidding. Yeah. What a cool work. That's a big yeah. project. And yeah. they do it themselves though. I just go okay, all the dancers over here. Okay. Who's going to be the leader or who's going to be the choreographer for the dancers? And then they giggle and call each other names. <laughs> right. And then somebody is the head person. And they say, well, who's running the band? And they do the same thing. And then they say, okay, all the leaders of the thing, let's have a talk. You guys got to do this and all that. And I'm going to check back with you in 15 minutes and see what happens. Oh, okay. And they do it like that. And um, I didn't even know what I was doing. It was, I just went to a school one day and they had all this stuff going on. I said, well, let's. You know, I act like we do this all the time and it just works. So now I do it every time. Okay. But it it's a lot more fun and it's more inclusive than just having the band playing or something like sure. that. Sure. Everyone gets a shot. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to I don't have to do as much work. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. They do it all themselves. I'll be in the teacher's you know. lounge. <laughs> <laughs> what uh what high school did you go to, Kevin? Uh oh, I've been all over LA and I just came back from no, Chicago. No, no, I mean you graduate. Oh, where, oh where Germantown. You, you went to Germantown? Yeah. Um what was uh how important was the music program to you there were you uh were you a band geek or anything or um it was yeah i we, mean could you play guitar there's really not much at high no, school i was playing uh, trumpet and baritone there did you do violin and, a little and, bit too yeah but that was when i was a kid okay and, that know, didn't stick did that it? was no that was you we don't even want to talk about yeah that. you weren't to go gonna to get laid off yeah after <laughs> i finished playing violin <laughs> no high school uh uh, we don't need to talk about that either. That was a whole different, you know, that was a whole different well, when, thing. When did it, when did don't it, look like what? you want to talk about it, man. <laughs> it couldn't no. have been, was it bad? Or? Um, I don't remember a lot of it. All right. Like that, you know? Oh, I got you. Yeah. yeah. Jay's, uh, yeah. Jay, Jay's ripping on you. I was studying so hard. I didn't yeah. even remember. Yeah. 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 It was, was. You know. Same with Preston. I yeah, me too. <laughs> Same deal with you. But at least we had a music program. A lot a lot of schools don't have music programs yeah. anymore. And that's why I'm getting around the country doing more of it because they're taking all uh, music teachers and they're firing them and giving them pink slips. And if if, you the, know. if I did, I barely graduated from high school. If right. they didn't have a music program, I would not have graduated from high school. Right. I honestly would. A not. lot my, of people tell me that. my grades were that know? bad, and I and I needed those A's that I got from symphonic band and right. and jazz lab and all that stuff to boost my GP up to the meager. Score that also, it was. Just passing keep, grade, yeah. Just to keep you interested, press. Yeah, I mean, all too. the other that stuff too, was yeah. just not interesting to you. Yeah, I'm wondering what's you know what problem is solved by making students dumber. Well, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's not, well, we have to cut this and cut that. Really, you know, let's yeah. let's figure this out. Okay, let's not educate them. And yeah. you know, I don't, I don't know what problem that's solving, but it's kind of weird. Do you dig the process of of teach? Because I mean. What you do by this, I mean, you you could set, you could have cases like Preston. It set somebody's mind in a way like, um, I could actually do this. I was hanging out with fulfilling? people like Preston. That yeah. was the problem. I had, Were you buying your buddy like him? Were you <laughs> buying your stuff from people like <laughs> We both barely made it. <laughs> no, actually teaching, I never liked teaching, you know. And uh, even though my mom taught uh, music in public school for 35 years and all my family and everybody, I went to school to be a, a music education, but I left because I was touring all the time. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like it. It's so draining. 
You know, but apparently I'm good at it. Did so, you teach at Rutgers for a little bit? Or yeah, I yeah. taught at Rutgers. I taught in Banff up in Canada. I taught in Italy. I taught across, you know. Uh, you taught in Banff, Canada? Yeah, man. Wow. And, uh, yeah, for like five years. Canadian records. That's sort of an odd place to end up. I know. It's beautiful up it there. It is. Hey, here you they know. have great pot up there. <laughs> in Canada? <laughs> Well, <laughs> stop. You're, I'm blushing. Okay. I'm blushing. Good skiing and a lot of outdoor activities. Yeah. Here we go. Well, Kevin, how, how did you get the uh, how did you get the Tonight Show gig? How did that come about? Um, a buddy of mine uh, was the band leader and said, "Kev, let's go do this show in uh, L.A." I was living in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Was it Branford? Branford. No uh, kidding. Man. Yeah, um, we've been buddies from. First year in college and everything. He's so, a character. So he's like, yeah, let's do this. Uh, you know, I need a guitar player in a band. Let's go to L.A. and do this. And so finally I did. I packed up my two CDs and my two guitars and left. <laughs> and then after a couple of years, he said, yo, bro, I'm splitting. And um, so Jay said, hey, 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 yeah, yeah, the guitar guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now, you know, and that, that's how that happened. Well, he must have picked up on your personality because in, you, you're not going to be the band leader. You can be an, a top-notch musician, but if you don't have the personality to back nah, up the I was, band. I, he liked pizza. At the time, I was eating pizza. He just thought, <laughs> oh, he's doing <laughs> Give him a shot. There know, were times, or, man, when, that, when you know. it looked as if as if Branford wanted to stick a knife in Jay because oh, yeah. Branford is just a, is a genius, he's, you know. Yeah. Right. And, as as that family, but uh, you could tell that you know Branford was there to play music and wasn't going to suffer the jokes that much, you know. And and uh, did you have any sort of hey, let's sit down and just and riff a little bit thing just to make sure you'd be the 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 good uh, band leader foil for him, or, or did you no. just go cold? No, I just go cold. Really? I never, yeah. We never talked over anything ever. Okay. Uh, you know, and it just no. worked out. Yeah. 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 And after after five years, I said, "Wow, what's going on?" I'm, you know, it it just kept happening, and you know, we just got closer and closer, and the whole thing. So what we you, just kept working. Was your was your relationship show only, or did it extend outside the show? Were you was we he just a- went to movies a lot, and then we started arguing because he never. Would eat a vegetable, and I stopped eating pizza. <laughs> and uh, you're, you're a pescatarian, right? Ne- yeah. yeah. And he would never let me uh, uh, drive any of his cars. Oh, <laughs> man. Not Come one. On. I've never. Really? Not one. Are you kidding? Not one car. He never. I never seen anyone drive one of Jay's cars. Jay's he's very protective of his vehicles. I know I mean, he's a fanatic. Just, yeah. He just don't even. My whole thing is I park next to him in the, in the lot. <laughs> you know, I just was like. I'm never going to nick this man's car, you know. <laughs> and a couple of times I got close too. Would he I drive something? Would he drive something different all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day. Wow. And um, so he had some steamer or some, you know. And hey, I, Stanley I, I Steamer. I really don't care about cars that much. <laughs> Carpet cleaner. So he would come with all his cars. Say, Can't look at this. I was like, okay, it's four <laughs> wheels, a steering wheel. I got one. Oh, this one's red. And he would just, you know, he said, you don't know. Any? I said, no, man. And he he liked the whole. The steam engine from World War One or something, and it's a box car with a Jeez. jet engine in it, and it would always break down. And you know, was all these oil slicks in the parking lot and everything. And say, and I'd be in a little Honda or something, and say, "Yeah, you need a lift, you know? Yeah. Get a real car, man. Something that's going to like, you know." 
He laughed, but not really. <laughs> but not really. Co- no, didn't really. Uh... Um, if you're just tuning in, it's uh, Kevin Eubanks uh, who's sitting in our studio. Uh, I did see a bit one time that uh, that Jay did uh, kind of poking some fun at you, and I thought it was humorous because we're familiar with the area, obviously. But he said you were from Germantown, and and they went with a live shot of Germantown, and it was everybody dancing around in like leader hosen. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was pretty good. Now, you you suffered though. You caught a lot of crap. You you. You always sh- were showing your hometown pride with mm-hmm. the jerseys and the hats. All right, all what? Right. Which sports team jersey caught you the most crap out oh, in the L.A.? Sixers. The Sixers. Sixers. Oh, especially yeah. in the NBA Finals. Yeah, oh, I course. remember right. that whole, yeah. yeah. The Lakers, yeah. Yeah, I, I love dogging the Lakers. Even if they won, I just dog them anyway, <laughs> no matter what. I remember because uh, uh, Shaq, one time Shaq came down to my office, and uh, we've been, you know, friends for years. Yeah. And... He opened the door, and this huge guy, he had to stoop down, turn to the left, kind of <laughs> angle himself through the doorway. Say, hey, Kevin, I just want to see where you, where you stay at. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, man. So, well, why are you wearing a Sixers jersey? I said, I'm from Philly. He said, oh, you're from Philly. His whole voice changed. <laughs> oh, man, you're supposed to wear your hometown jersey. Yeah, right? but he got it. Yeah. And when Kobe came on and Phil Jackson came on, they were just, like, gr- you know, growling at me. Really? And I would always uh, just give him hell when, when Col- I was could, there. There's never been a bigger deserter of Philadelphia than Kobe Bryant, man. Well, Kobe grew up in a different place. I mean, he yeah, grew up in know. Italy and all. So he just got a different way of looking at things. People give Kobe too hard a time. But if Kobe said, oh, I want to be on the Sixers next year, well, he'd be right here. Yes. Yes. Yeah, hey, of course. Man, you want a Red Bull? Oh, you want a- <laughs> but he doesn't want to. When, when, the, uh, when the Phils were playing the Dodgers in the, um, in the uh, NLCS a couple of years ago, he was there with his Dodgers hat on and somebody had, you know, asked him about being from Philadelphia, and you're right, he's not technically from here. He didn't you know, nah. spend all of his years here, but you know, he just flat out said, "No, nah, man, I'm, I'm an LA guy." Now. I was like, "Oh, that hurts." Hey, LA treated Kobe great. I, so did Lower Co- Marion. Oh. <laughs> we gave him a state championship. You, you guys got a helicopter one. to fly they, him home from the game? Yes. <laughs> they no. named a gym after him or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And you on. know what? He did come back. The whole gym, the whole thing. The whole yeah. gym. Well, well, no, he um he gave money towards that gym, and and he did oh. come back for the dedication of the gym. I, oh, so I, he built yeah. the gym and they got his name on yeah. it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, here's so the difference. generous yeah. in Philly. It's so <laughs> Kevin is that out there, he would have uh, Jack Nicholson sitting courtside, but here he would have Jervis from Survivor Season 1. Oh, man, who could pass that yeah. up? You know, come on. It's a, it's a, it's a big deal. Now, are you, you're wearing a, a Flyers cap, yeah. and I understand that you... you um, Hockey, not your first sport, but you're trying to work your way into it. I'm trying to work my way into it. I'm starting with PlayStation. I got to learn the rules, you know, mm-hmm. icing, you know, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And so, because my brother, my uh, one of my brothers is really into hockey, so I said, man, I, I don't understand, you know, what's <laughs> right, you yeah. know, what what is the stick and the puck thing, <laughs> right? And he said, man, get PlayStation. He's and right, just, and just start playing it, yeah. and you'll. And then I started playing, you know. And then I, now I can follow the puck when I watch it on TV. I go like, nope, that's icing. No, that's this, that's that. And he goes, Kev, I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> I'm going to give you my Flyers hat, man. And video games are a great place to, to learn you and, know, sports that you're not but familiar with. But I went with. to a hockey, game, though. Video game hockey is really It's really good. Solid. Yeah. And they got this big ring around the puck so you can't lose it. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. where it is. But I went to a hockey game, and I had the best time. Yeah. It's so exciting. It, it doesn't come across on TV. No, yeah. because you see all you know. the line changes for real and everything. Yeah, and, and it's and loud. and, and yeah. It's just really mm-hmm. exciting, you know. It's moving all the 
the time. So I was really shocked because I didn't think I would dig it, but man, it, I had a blast. I had a friend who just got into hockey and um, over the last couple of years, and she thought that icing was when the uh, players skate down and then uh, turn real quick and stop and spray <laughs> the other players with icing. She's like, oh, he's going to get called for icing. That's what I thought, too, man. That's, see, yeah. see, that's... that's yeah. She was smart. Yeah, don't give yeah. her down, you know. Yeah, yeah. Is well, that your girlfriend, man? No, 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 no. Come <laughs> on. Side action. Yeah. Icing, huh? <laughs> Are you... Uh, you went to the Phil's game last night? Yeah. Did they ask you to do the... Uh, any, like, the take me out to the ball game? Yeah, or? but I came too late because I was with this guy, Randy Alexander, who's probably since he just got there so late. I couldn't even... You know, it's like, Kev, what, what, yeah, He's a slacker. I'm just kidding. He's a slacker. Oh, yeah. No, you don't want to hear me sing a national anthem. No, don't You're... get that look in your eyes. No. It's better on the violin. It is. A... Um, no, I just went out, did some uh, um, some interviews, and hung out and ate way too much food and, and all that. You do, know, do, do, do you get? I mean, obviously, you were on a, a major show, but you you know you were the, the the band leader. How's your recognition factor out on the streets? Um. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. People go like, um, isn't that the guy from some show that, you know, yeah. never existed? I enjoyed you and Jerry that, Maguire. You know, isn't that guy? Yeah. <laughs> show me the money. Show me the money. <laughs> I, I would totally recognize you if I saw you on the street. But I, I want to. So you can't You're sing. You're the guy who went to Germantown, right? <laughs> hanging out with this dude, Preston. <laughs> but you, you can't sing at all? No, 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 man. and don't, never don't a desire. Start, right? Change the subject now. Let's go. Move on. Let's this go guy, on. this guy's jammed with some of the greatest singers and no, a, any any instrument. Uh, you know, any any musician that plays any instrument. That always so. baffles me when you take somebody who is so good at, at you know just playing music or, or you know just a, an expert. At a, at a let's say guitar and you can't like carry a tune. There's there's a I'm I'm into this guy Derek Trucks. I don't know if right. you know Derek yeah, Trucks, Derek, yeah. but he can't carry a tune. No, you know he gets his wife to do it for him. You know and and and, and, and it's a great marriage and and they really do make some great stuff. But I just Carlos that, Santana, man, yeah, you yes. know, classic another example. guy, yeah. yeah. Great guitars, can't sing. Of the people that you've worked with, and you've worked with a lot just in your regular your regular music career, your own music career, and then right. obviously with the Tonight Show. Of them all, and this I know this is probably a loaded question, but who just blew you away when you worked with them? It's like, oh my god, I thought it would be good, not this good. Oh man, that's a tough question because it's in so many people. I loved working with a buddy guy a lot. When I'm wow. in Chicago, I hang out at his club and jam with him all the time. Mm -hmm. um, Legendary. Solomon Burke, I don't know. Uh, How long are you in town King, for, by the way? Willie Nelson. Oh, you know who I really... Oh, this is funny. Um... This is kind of off to... Well, Leanne Rimes, really, I, I love really? playing with Leanne Rimes. I started playing Leanne Rimes when she was like 14. Wow. You know, and um, then one time I can't, you know, we kept playing, and one time I came and she was like, that's Leanne? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I can hit that right. now. Oh, I, I can tag that now. <laughs> I, what? I didn't say that. That's exactly you know? what you I said. I said that at like 18. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's legal now. Why are you frowning, man? You're smiling, man. <laughs> Leanne Rimes is hot. She, she is. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, you know, but she sings her ass off. She, can yeah. you say ass here? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What else can you say? Let's you can get say right down that. to it. What else yeah. can you say? I hit Leanne Rimes. You can yeah. say that. You did? No, no, I no. You had a girlfriend. You, I, I did. Like yeah. Yeah. What, you know. Have you had um, have you faithfulness, been? man? Come <laughs> no, on, sorry. loyalty. You're right. Were you like a, ever a studio musician on on any, any of her albums? Or um, no, or? no. We just whenever they would come, they would send the stuff ahead of time and say. Oh, uh, especially a lot of country artists mm -hmm. um, from Vince Gill on. Um, they say, "Well, we really like the way his band plays country music." So all that got around, 
And whenever most of the country artists came, they would just send the CD and say, Kev, could you do an arrangement? This is the pieces we're bringing. And we would just do it all the time. And after a while, um, people like Leanne and Vince, uh, Dolly Parton. She's awesome, man. Um, Dolly Parton. Dolly, yeah. uh, Clint Black. Uh, they would just say, no, just let Kevin handle it, you uh-huh. know. And because we were good at playing country music. Even I- Vince Gill said, like, his first couple of records, Every time I see Vince, he says, man, those first two records. Because Vince, when I first met Vince, he was carrying his own guitar, had a little Fender amp, and says, where do I go, man? You know? <laughs> and I said, you guys got the uh, song for, you know. And he says, man, because he came on with all his singles on a Tonight Show, and we did all the arrangements for that. Wow. And I didn't even remember it, you know. And not for those reasons. Just, <laughs> this guy, you don't even have to talk. You just look at me and, what is that, Let man? me tell you, uh, you, yeah, you can consider him a brother in arms. Yeah, we share yeah. a kinship. Yeah. 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 So you like country music. Are you, so you're just a, a music fan altogether. Yeah, yeah. I like. I just like music. Yeah. I really don't understand, you know, uh, oh, you're a jazz musician, you're this musician and all that. And they're like, well, oh, I have to ask you, yeah, though. Kind of, I have to I ask like you, a lot of different kinds of music. Your, the band that, that you had and the, the people that you work with, these Top top musicians. Mm-hmm. Did anybody? I mean, did anybody come onto the set of Tonight Show where you're like, "Do you believe this clown making a living <laughs> off music?" And you can name names. No, I can't name names. No, <laughs> yeah, I might need a job one day. And you know, like you know, how about a rhymes with? Uh, <laughs> how about Dickleback? <laughs> That's really bad, man. That's bad. <laughs> no, next question. Why do you want to just like jump in? Man? Well, you, know, you have such a put the you, joint down, <laughs> calm down. It's too early. Your exposure to the, all these great—I I mean, musicians—is is, is impressive. Did and you? Did so, you ever... so, and then you go, yeah, everybody was great. Now who sucked? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the opposite question you have to ask. No, there were a few. Um, you know, there there were a couple groups. Who was the most difficult to work with? Uh, I didn't have to work with them. Um, there were some people that came in and just demanded all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. um, like, oh, uh, and I, I'm not going to name names. Um, <laughs> you came some, close. <laughs> you did. I, I saw you. Came, you were about come there. Close. Yeah. I was getting a contact from over there, and, and I almost <laughs> lost my focus. Um, these, these people get stoned. Um, <laughs> Well, speaking of that, anyway, somebody wanted to come in and change all the carpet in the dressing room, there you go. and they wouldn't come in. Pass it, man. Don't don't pass it. You know, and uh, okay, um, and and they wouldn't change the carpet, so the people wouldn't come. They wanted to redo the entire dressing room. That's Why? Ridiculous. And and, uh, and it's because this that color gave them like bad luck. Oh god! And it was a singer, of course. Yeah. Um, which is why I don't sing. I don't have that mentality. You know, right. it's not yeah. because I suck singing. It's because I. Carpet's okay with me. But anyway, <laughs> they want to change all the carpet. And... Stop. You guys are... All right. Maybe I'm ahead of you on that, too. Um... <laughs> he got it because yeah. he's a loyal guy. Me and my girlfriend. He, you, know? <laughs> um, I want, you mentioned briefly uh, Willie Nelson, and, and like there's you know a, a legend. Don't go on his bus. Don't go on his bus. Don't go on his bus. Well, I saw this PBS special one time. with uh, um, It was about Willie and Farm Aid, and uh, Dave Matthews was playing Farm Aid, and he got to go on the bus, and he, right. he was sitting across from Willie, and Dave's expression sitting in front of Willie was, here's a legend, and I'm, I'm in awe of this guy. Right. And and that was really cool, because Dave obviously is an established musician, done really well for himself, but he's sitting across yeah, from Willie. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> so he's sitting across from Willie Nelson, and he's like, this guy is in such a different league. Did you ever 
get awe-inspired by somebody like that? I mean, would you ever be put off by somebody's status? Hmm. Um, yeah, every now and then um, it would hit me kind of kind of deep like that, yeah. Um, I'm playing with a legend, that type well, of thing. Well, not just uh, musicians. We can get back to the Willie like, Nelson like bus story later. Tori Spelling. Was, um, Tori, I mean... <laughs> That's so, this guy. <laughs> you were now no I off. know what you do here. Now I know you wait and go. Ugh. I wait. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but no, hanging out with uh, Eddie Murphy, hanging out at Eddie's at Eddie's oh, crib is is fun. This cat is way into music. I had no idea. Yeah. So um, and he then, can sing. Yeah. But but when you talk about things, certain people you hang out with, you know, you think well, they're a great uh, comedian or like hanging out with Bill Cosby or a musician or something like that or Prince. Hanging out at Paisley Park all night and with him and Maceo and stuff like that. Jeez. Um, but and and you you know you appreciate you know what they do and everything. But some people you talk to about things and the clarity that they speak about mm-hmm. kind of gives you insight to why they who they are. Mm, yeah. You know. Yeah. And you talk about something and they go, well, when this guy did that, the reason it didn't work was because A, B, and C. And mm-hmm. they get right in and you go like, oh man. And this this joke won't work because of that, or this won't work because of that. But they really break it down. They know exactly what they're after, and they break it down, and they back it up with all this. It's a level of focus. I mean, yeah. And then you leave there, and you go like, "Why didn't I think?" You know, and it's like, "Why didn't I take something?" (laughs) (laughs) But really, that that thing kind of blows you away. And they all have that in common. You talk to Bill Cosby if you just hang out with him, and he goes, "Well, this person's career did that because, or Dennis Rodman didn't do this because of that, and the whole thing." And they break it down so clear. Mm -hmm. They go, "What you should do next is this, and this is why." And you go, "Whoa!" Yeah, these (laughs) are stuff you never thought of, and. They're they're so right about it. Did well, anybody like that have a, an influence on on leaving the Tonight Show? Um, did somebody say something to you or? No, 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 no. Okay. We don't want to. Okay. No. <laughs> you guys kind of sneak up on people, don't you? you just like, no, we're not trying to do that. We're oh, yeah. really, really excited to have you in oh, the yeah. studio, man. Yeah. Listen, and, and in fact, I kind of want to put you on the spot just a little bit. I okay. want I want sure. to see if we happen to have a, a couple of guitars here, and I just want to see if we get get just a, to noodle on it just a little bit. Just noodle on it. Let me just play. You know, pick around a little bit. Only or, okay. I'll only do this. Oh, uh, who's going to sing blues with me? Um, Ooh. Kathy can sing. No, right, Casey. Kathy. Casey's got I, I Casey. Go ahead, Casey. Come on. Let her rip, Casey. I've been down on the bayou. I've been thinking about where I am. Morrison. Come on, come on, you guys. Uh, come on, somebody got to jump right. in. Right. <laughs> you know, Nick, you come on, Nick. Nick. Right, right. Right. Okay, Start up the riff, yeah. Got me a girlfriend. <laughs> She's into a hockey. <laughs> she got confused <laughs> because of that ice and rule. <laughs> she loved me so. We closer now. Yeah, and you what? We closer, closer now. We closer, yeah, closer now. now. I'm, I'm yeah. losing it up. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> you threw me off. Okay. I, you threw me off. Now. I used to go closer now. <laughs> <laughs>
like you've never what, done you this before. Sex during your hockey games or what? I mean, uh, we're closer now. I think the we're icing done. rule messed her up. I know. Is she out of high school? I swear <laughs> to she. You sure? Yeah, she graduated. She graduated yeah, just All a couple right. weeks ago. By oh, the way, yeah. talking now you're about putting her through college, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You yeah. guys have been a blast, man. You awesome. know, you guys snuck up on me, but I love that. <laughs> you know, that's cool. Pass the bong. Clean it out next time. The dirty water is not appreciated. No, no, it's but bad that's flavor, all right. Yeah. Put wine in it, man. It really, right, you yeah. know, yeah, man. You know, I always heard school. a little bit of uh, wow. like uh, a scope. Or I heard like that. that. I heard it. Was a scope. Yeah, mouthwash makes God, it mental. Man, what happened to drugs in this country? Jeez, don't do drugs. All right, stay in school. Yeah, vegetables. Ladies and gentlemen, Philadelphia's own Kevin Eubanks. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Appreciate it. Come on. All right, there you go. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Stay there. Ninety-three-three WMMR. Everything that rocks proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Hey, it's Marcus. Cancer won't stop, and neither will we. Join myself and Team WMMR on Sunday, August 9th for the 48th annual ACS Bikeathon. This year, we're going virtual. The pedal power to finish the ride against cancer may look different, but the mission remains the same. Each Team WMMR rider gets a free team t-shirt, registration, and complete details at WMMR.com, and check out our custom Team WMMR Apparel providers, Bolay and Go Cycling. Team WMMR and the ACS Bikeathon, virtually unstoppable. The ACS Bikeathon, another way 933 WMMR is putting Philly first. You know what you could do, actually, is if he's available to do this or not, but you could just have um, Gerard Butler call your uh, your boss and yell at them. Yeah. And, uh, he's not coming in tonight! <laughs> <laughs> When you when you hear that that yeah. Spartan <laughs> scream, scream, yeah, okay, go uh, to the go to the parade. He's best known from Three Hundred. Let's welcome him on the show, uh, Gerard Butler, yeah! is joining us. How you doing, Gerard? Awesome, but I had to dump out of it because he said the S word. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. You are awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that killed me. Oh, that's great. How hey. you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good, except for that unfortunate incident. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that was just, perfect. That just made my day. Yeah, man. no, we're, was... we're keeping that audio. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. No. <laughs> uh, well, well, thanks for coming on. We're a little uh, hyped up. We won uh, our, our the baseball team won the World Series uh, the other day, Gerard. So we're a little bit loopy. Everybody's been celebrating like crazy. So, are you a uh, are you a sports fan, Gerard? Huge, huge baseball fan. Huge baseball fan. That's with the bats, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it is. You know that we're we're, um, we're we're about to start a movie in in Philadelphia. So my manager said uh, the other night, I would he said, "Fly to Philadelphia tonight. We're going to see the World Series." But I didn't make it. So, um, uh, but congratulations. Thank, thank you, thank you. you. The, the town is just absolutely on fire. Now, obviously, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Rock and Roller, which is the new film. But what are you gonna be filming here in Philadelphia? Um, I'm doing a movie called Law Abiding Citizen. Okay. Which I'm also producing, which is quite hilarious. Okay. Um, is this is this your first uh, first foray into producing? Absolutely. All right, absolutely. cool. Hey, we want uh, to have and you. Jimmy Boss is in it as well, so um, that's cool. We just 
playing Jamie. So we're, myself and Jamie are going to be coming to your fair town very shortly. Well, wait, when you get into town, you, you've got to come into the studio. We'll have some haggis Absolutely. for you. Yeah. Gerard, we had a guy in here a couple of weeks ago, broke the world record, ate over three pounds of haggis. Are you kidding me? No, yeah. he, no. He, he ate, it, yeah, there was the world record. He was sweating like crazy, yes. but he ate it in what, in 10 minutes? I think eight, five, eight, minutes. eight minutes. Eight minutes, yeah. Three pounds of haggis. Well, you know what? The Guinness World Records is obviously never paid a visit to Scotland because that kind of stuff happens, I think, on a daily basis in pretty much every household. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Uh, so the, uh, the the film Rock and Roll, this is a uh, this is a Guy Ritchie Guy film. Ritchie. He's back doing what he does best, this, this gangster stuff. We love it. Yeah. 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 Well, that's exactly. You're probably going to ask me what it's about, and I hate answering that question because... <laughs> If you've seen a Guy Ritchie movie, you know that it pretty much involves about five different stories that are all all over the place and intertwining, and it's fast and frenetic, and it's funny. I have to say, this movie is funny. I, I mean, I, I loved I loved his stuff. You know, I, I guess he he took a little bit of a, of a break there uh, with, with the Madonna marriage, but now that that's over and he's back, it's great. Was it, did, did you guys um, really gel together? I mean, do you have similar sensibilities? Um, yeah, I actually was, I, I had it off with Guy really quick, um, and, and he is the nicest guy. I mean, he's, I, I don't, for some reason I expected him to be uh, a little crazy and very violent. Right. But he's absolutely the nicest, most gentle guy, and he's a genius, but he just very much sits back and watches it all happen and then comes in and is a little quiet, but it must be all that Kabbalah stuff. <laughs> the yeah. Kabbalah's making him crazy. Uh, yeah, no, Kabbalah's making him gentle. Oh, gentle. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, so, so the, the, as you said, this, this movie follows the, uh, the the same sort of pattern of the other ones, multiple stories going on. You're you're a gangster. What's, what's the focus of your story? Well, at the beginning of the movie, we're doing a, a property deal, which goes horribly wrong. We're kind of set up. We think we're going to get planning permission, which we don't. And then, so we end up owing a lot of money to the kind of um, the old, the old style Tom Wilkinson. Um, and then we end up ripping off this uh, Russian billionaire in order to get our money back. And then thinks it's Tom Wilkinson, of course. And um, and it's one of those things we're trying to kind of dig away at a hole, like digging ourselves more into a hole and brings in all these other stories. You know what? It's so much better to watch the <laughs> Now, you know, right, but, well, but, but there's... Do you, do you dig doing stuff like this with gunplay? And, and you know, because I, I read one uh, review of it and the critics said you, you, you're basically filthy throughout the entire movie. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's, well, I seem to be pretty much filthy. <laughs> in general, yeah. Yeah, I, I am either covered in blood or dirt or... Um, but you know, we we only we only hold guns for for a, a short part of the movie. I think this is in some ways the least violent of his movies. I think it's the the most M most accessible. Most that, yeah, exactly. It feels like Guy Ritchie kind of growing up. Okay, He's still with a lot of uh, his uh, craziness and weirdness. Um, but it's it's very funny and it's. Not quite as brutal as the other ones. Hey, Gerard, I know we only have about another minute left with you, and I, and I can't let you off the hook without without asking. There was, you know, a rumor that floated out that you and Jennifer Aniston were, you know, hooked up, and you denied that, obviously. Does that kind of stuff, does it, uh, it's got to be funny to you, I would imagine, right? Well, I, I guess that's the only way you kind of, you live with that stuff is, is just find it funny, because, I mean, literally, 
I, I had um, spoken to Jen for about seven minutes at the Toronto <laughs> Film Festival. And now Jen. you're married to her. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm married to her. And in fact, we're actually talking, in fact, we're very probably going to do a movie together, which meant that we had dinner the other night, but with the director of the film. So there was three of us. And I knew, I said, oh, here we go. Now the spirit is having dinner. But they'll, they'll manage to completely ignore Andy Ten and the director. Yeah, it's just an intimate dinner, you, her, and about 30 other people. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we, so we had dinner with the rest of the paparazzi. It was lovely. Um, just, a, just a quick question. Also, I love, love the movie Three Hundred, obviously, and yeah. and uh, we've heard talks of a sequel, a prequel. Is any of that happening? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I, I've, I've heard about as much as you, um, as, as much as I, as I want to hear at this stage. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with that? I got to be honest. I loved it as it was. Yeah. So. And leave well, it as it is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I and it, so. it was probably kind of a pain to get into that kind of shape. Yeah, pain? I don't think it's possible for me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. <laughs> if, if I have to get off my wheelchair to do another workout, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we... We thank you for taking some time out, Gerard, and uh, Rock and Rolla is uh, in theaters today, so uh, we'll send people out to to go see it. So uh, have a good one, man, and, and good luck, all right? All right, I'll see you guys in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Please. Come by. This is Gerard Butler! <laughs> Take care, man. We'll see you. We got to isolate that. Dude, listen. It. Here, let me, let me tell you what he said. Uh, we... <laughs> we were talking about you know uh, peeing yourself uh, is a good excuse uh, to get out of work for the for the parade, and I go uh, well maybe you could just have uh, Gerard Butler because I don't know what yeah. went on the air. I had to dump out, and maybe the intro didn't come out, and I said well you could just have Gerard Butler call and yell at your boss, and and we, I welcome him on the air, and he goes yeah he goes this is Gerard Butler. Joe can't come in because of, and I'm paraphrasing yeah. he crapped his pants. <laughs> <laughs> we do have we have that right? we didn't catch it. No, uh, well, no there's no way to get that. The feed we get is the, uh, you know, that we record. Damn it. Is, Sorry. The, Sorry. There's, there's no source that doesn't include the, the dump, no pun intended. Wow, that's too bad. All right, well, we didn't know he was going to say I was awesome. <laughs> well, you know what? Bed. When he comes to uh, town, we'll have him come in and do it live. Yeah, we could do that. Hey, I wanted to say thank you very quickly to uh, everyone who had emailed in suggestions on uh, where I should go to find a, a campsite, a camp area to go to. Do-da, do-da. I ended up taking my kids uh, and my wife to uh, Gettysburg, per suggestion oh, of someone, yeah, a place called uh, Drummer Boy Campground, and it was absolutely perfect. It is exactly what we were looking for. Well, let me ask you the main the main focus, the thing that you kept requiring of any of these, uh, that you could set a fire outside. Yep, we had a fire ring out there. We toasted that baby up every night, cool. and uh, it was it was great. It was a, it was a perfect campground. It was, you know, we we were out in the woods, and nice. and, and I loved it. We, we you know we rented a cabin. We did it up. Yeah, nice. It wasn't roughing you know, it by, ridiculous by any stretch of the imagination. In a few years, I'll take them out camping. You think uh, so? Okay. Yeah, oh, for sure. I'd, I'd love to do that, but they're too young for that right How now. How far is Gettysburg away? How long did it take you to get yeah, there? About two and a half, three hours. Oh, so, really? It's that far? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's, it's a good ride. It's nice. um, it's south of uh, Harrisburg, so you head out that way, and then we, you go south for about a half hour. Any lakes, rivers, anything like that? A uh, small uh, yeah. pond, fishing pond. They had, a, they had a pool and a pond. Pond <laughs> <laughs> to be good. But they, they had a pond and, and a couple of swimming pools <laughs> with the giant water slide and stuff like that. So there were some things that were that were 
you know, woodsy aspect right. and other things that were kind of commercial about it. So it was just right. Uh, can I just say, I, w- I was up in the Poconos and I went for a hike, and this is my kind of hike. We actually drove. <laughs> that was our hike. What were you taped to the outside no, of the car? We 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 kind of we, we passed by Hickory Run State Park, and uh, and then I was like, oh, let's you know drive through. They had this boulder field. Oh, and, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So where they grow I, the boulders? It's it's like twenty. No, no. Yeah, twenty thousand years old. Fresh. They just ended up there. Oh, this boulder's ready to go. <laughs> they they ended up there through like a glacier melding and all that. It's I mean it's the size of a big lake, <laughs> but it's all boulders. And you drive to the where you can hike on it. Yeah, yeah. And, and essentially that's we and it's just one lane so road. What did you just drive there and not to the hike part? Uh, well, they, you drove to the boulder field and then you get out of your car, you rent another car to drive over to your first boulder. <laughs> no, but I walked. Um, I probably walked about twenty yards into the boulder field, and it gets kind of scary. And there was this lady. Oh, my out boulders there. could leap right out at you. Well, no, no. <laughs> it gets kind of scary because. Uh, you, you have to walk on rocks, and and uh, it wasn't that scary. And you're for me. afraid because you're stepping on the smaller rocks, you're hurting their babies. <laughs> well, not not all the rocks are uh, are are very stable. So there was this lady out there. She must have been in her forties. She, I guess, old Boldy had gone out too far, and then freaked herself out, and then started crawling back in across these boulders because oh, yeah, she was afraid that she was going to fall. So I'm, you know, I go out and I help her, and she had the worst body odor ever. <laughs> I'm holding Does her just push hand. Her? Like, I wanted to say to her that she had bad body odor, but no, but she was like, I felt so that bad That calmed her. her down real good, Case. I felt so, she was crawling. I'm usually not this way, but you <laughs> carry the stench of death. Oh, the poor thing is probably so scared. She was sweating like Secreting. a pig. Yeah. I, I, it it's was like a sweating hippo. It was so funny, though. I mean, like, because I, you know, here she, you know, people were just like running on the boulders. While she's crawling. Like, I don't Let me get fall. this straight. This is a, this is a, a collection of boulders that I'm, you go to it's, see? It's the size of a lake, Steve. I'm this telling, boulder's the size of a lake? <laughs> no. The, all the boulders. It sounds ridiculous, but when you actually look at it and see it, like, you know, see it. Uh, <laughs> you right, understand? When you actually see the boulders. Um, and they're awesome lake it's, size. It sounds it's, ridiculous. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's, it's pretty mind-boggling. It's, it's kind of cool. But it's a flat field, though. Which yeah. is, it's a flat field with boulders in it. It's, yeah. a, it's like several football fields long. You cannot and wide. imagine how how lame that sounds. It's yeah. in the middle of the woods. It, it it is pretty cool. I've been there too. But it, it, like you're crawling back towards the parking lot, Casey. Sounds pretty. I mean, you're not like going downhill or anything. No, like that. no. But the lady was so freaked out because there was all this up dog around it. So she was like freaking out about. What's that. up, dog? Not much, man. Sub dog. Sub dog. That's good. <laughs> Did you set that up? Um, yeah. What did you think of that? I, no, I didn't even. I saw it on the office the other day. I was like, that's hilarious. I'm going to oh use that. God. That's an old one. Did they have a dick for there? <laughs> What's a dick for there? Tequila. Uh, How much is a Grecianary? <laughs> Let me go to Kyle. Hold on. Hey, Kyle, good morning. Hey, what's up? You guys rock. Kyle! Hey, good morning. I, I just want to tell you about there's this, I don't know if you've ever been to uh, Hawk Mountain. Hey, I went there two weeks ago. Yeah, That's the poor man's boulder field. <laughs> <laughs> it's up by Cabela's, Preston. It's north okay. of Cabela's, yeah. All right. Yeah. And up there, they have this trail. It's called the River of Rocks Trail. And it's just basically, it looks just like a river, but it's filled with big white boulders. Is that on the Appalachian Trail? It's, it's close to it, I think, yeah. Is there any place in this trail where they actually have water that's supposed to be water? <laughs> no. Or is everything just boulders and rocks? <laughs> yeah. No, they have rivers, too, but it's like specifically called that because it's just this... It just when like if you're up on the mountain, it just like this white river of just big white rocks. It's really cool. Uh, all right, <laughs> I guess I'd have to see it. You, you do. I'd rather see, see the, the hawks than the the, the boulders. 
There we go. Hey, let me go to, do a lot less flying. Let me go to Dave. Hey, Dave. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Dave? Hey, what's going on? Not much. You're on. Go ahead. Uh, I just want to say about Boulder Field up in the Poconos. Yeah. Um, it's like super long, and once a year, me and my family would go track all the way across the whole thing. And Is that part like, of your suicide pact? <laughs> <laughs> there's that. like there's like trees carved with names like. Every single tree has like 35 names carved into it if people have made people all People kill themselves. You know what? That's actually <laughs> taking the drive to Boulder Field. That's something that did bother me about the Boulder Field was that, that people had spray painted their names on the rocks. That is, yeah. That's why know, Pebble Patch is so much better. <laughs> you can't write as much. I know. Yeah. It's tinier. Pebble Patch, Boulder Field. But you're walking out At there. the river of, of rocks. And your, your equilibrium starts to mess with you a little bit. So Why? Because it, it's... But you, you know what? Just you go dive into Gravel Pond. Yeah. And uh, cool off. Hey, let me let me go to Derek. Hey, Derek. <laughs> What's up, Mr. D? Hey, uh, Western Pennsylvania, there is a boulder field that some of the rocks, if you hit them with a hammer, they actually ring like they sound like steel. Really? Yes. I and this, the, I had to go out and see it myself. I forget the name of the town, but it's Field up the Poconos, and you'll see rocks that have marks. Ah, well, oh, he just hit a boulder. Is this the same boulder field that Casey's talking about? No, no, this is a different one. It's further west. It's on the west side of PA, kind of almost on the border of Ohio. I can't imagine what what just a field full of boulders. I took a picture of it. Oh, well, uh, I'd love to see it. I have a picture of that, and I was actually feeding deer with uh, pretzels, so I have pictures of that. Too. Really? They, deer they, eat pretzels? They, yeah, it's so funny to hear deer crunching on pretzels. It's like I have an album. <laughs> <laughs> Cracks me up. It's a party out. We put it on. But I laughed yeah, out loud. Can't find the George Carlin. We get the deer <laughs> eating presses. <laughs> <laughs> the hell are you talking about? Well, I was, what, 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 dude, what is this? <laughs> oh, it's a deer eating pretzels. I love this. Craig, you can almost hear the, must, the mustard. Um, no, hard, hard pretzels. Oh, was, so Dutch pretzels. Yeah, well, that's was, funny. <laughs> I, thought you were talking, I thought you were just talking soft pretzels. That has no comic that's content. But that gives hard Dutch pretzels, you get a real crunch. Well, I was feeding the deer apples, and then I ran out of apples. So we had pretzels. And they literally, it, this is in my the backyard of the mountain house and did you sense that the deer wanted to kill itself because it was in boulder field no 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 this is this is uh, okay, away from yeah. boulder field at the house but the, i actually had deer eating pretzels out of my hand it was it was so funny there was not enough food in the forest <laughs> no by the way can you burn a copy of that for yeah, me Steve? Sure. I oh, want, oh it's great i could sit and get on hours. itunes deer eating pretzels double live Budokan, man. Oh, steve God. here's a picture of boulder field or boulder place oh you gotta friggin' be kidding me does it look interesting? No. <laughs> it looks like a field full of boulders. Wait, I'm stuck. Now, is is the mystery like how, how they got there? No, the mystery is why you got there. <laughs> is that any case? No, it's from glaciers melting and. See now, I, now looking at that, I was saying when you say boulders, I think boulders are like the size of cars. Yeah. The boulders yeah. are some are. That's are, big friggin' ro big friggin' rocks. Those are those are big rocks. <laughs> so wait, yeah. Casey, well, the it's woman boulder field. So right. the woman was crawling across this. <laughs> She's crawling. <laughs> I guess. I thought there was like a cliff. You you could fall off. That's what I'm no. saying. It's, it's flat, too. I mean, there's yeah. no elevation at all. It's a flat field with rocks. Why would an idiot like that drive to Boulder Field? Yeah. And then, see, the thing is, I guess she walked out like halfway and was like, crap, how do I get back? Because she was like freaking out. Like, and, and I get like her. You know what's really cool? If you go to, I forget where it is. I've been there, but it's it, it, it looks like the lunar landscape. I think it's in Utah or it, it's a. Um, 
There's a. Um, Do you know what I'm talking about? It's 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 a. Um, it's a national park. Or it's a, a state national park. park. Yeah, and it's it, it the, the terrain looks like lunar terrain. But it's it's called something like that. Right. It's like lunar park. I or, can't believe it's not the moon. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it literally has a name yeah. like that. Moonscape Park. Or, yeah, and there's a sign there. Next Boulder Field, three thousand miles. <laughs> Hang on, we have the deer eating pretzels audio. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. just a quick oh, snippet. This is awesome. Listen. Wow. That's Dude. awesome. You got to hear the full thing, though, yeah. because you, you hear the people go, Woo! <laughs> and after a while, that becomes do part of the song. Do you like to eat pretzels <laughs> like I do? <laughs> I want to thank you for giving me pretzels. <laughs> it's an awesome double live. And the deer is there. The, the hair is, you know, uh, lit up got purple. Like a halo yeah, yeah. And, uh, on the, cover. the deer comes alive. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> got some big Dutch ones tonight. <laughs> crunch. <laughs> crunch. 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 Hang on, let me go to uh, <laughs> let me go to uh, Eric. Hey, Eric. Good morning. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Thank you. What's going on, Eric? Hey, I got a place up here in Upper Bucks County called uh, Supper Black A. It's called Ringing Rock. It's a it's a big rock field out in the middle of the woods. I'm troubled by the substantial rock and boulder motif that seems to be going on. <laughs> what is what is what does Ringing Rock have going for it? You go there, you take a, a, a hammer, and you bang on them, and they sound like steel. I think this guy was talking about them earlier. <laughs> you know what? Rather than do that, I would go out to the parking lot and slam my own head with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that one. It's awesome. Yeah, that's 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 the... Uh, actually, uh, uh, perpetual eating uh, deer produces that. that uh. Hang on, let me go to uh, Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, you guys are off this. Thank you, Steve. What's going on, man? Hey, real quick, I just want to let you know, I've been to this boulder field that Casey's talking about. Does yeah. it suck? Well, no. If you actually take a glass of water and you're able to walk to the other side, there's a knife on the other side that you can kill demons with. It's the golden child. <laughs> you ever saw that with Eddie Murphy? <laughs> Without spilling any. We had references to ghost and golden child. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but if you step on the wrong rock, it's probably it, it collapses, yeah. Right. Yeah, you got a little bald Asian kid to take home with you. Uh, let me go to... Hang on, now this sounds kind of weird. Uh, let me go to John. Hey, John, good morning. John, are you there? He no, chose the wrong boulder. John was saying that on Blue Mountain, there's an algae that glows blue. Oh, that's sort of cool. Is, Is that there? for real? I've never heard of I'll that. I'll tell you what. If on this... Algae Mountain? No, no, no. On Blue Mountain. Oh. There's a... a, a... <laughs> Where the algae grows. <laughs> if this... There's street signs that show show deer eating you know, with a huge pretzel. <laughs> next five kilometers. <laughs> What an album. Crank it up. Let me, see, let me go to That's you. Woodland Creature Rock. Let me go Crank to... it up. <laughs> let me go to Scott. Hey, Scott. Hey, you guys rock. Yeah. Thanks, man. What's up, Scott? I, I just shot hot, steaming hot coffee through my nose at that whole deer-eating pretzel fit. I'm loving it. It's great. Thank you. Thank you, man. We appreciate it. We, we got to get Greg Monahan started on an album yeah. cover of uh, deer-eating pretzel-eating deer comes alive. Uh, let me see. Let me go to uh, Pat again real quick. Hey, Pat. 
Hey, how you doing? Great. What's up, Pat? Um, one thing that really freaks me out about Baldfield, it's really awesome looking. But there is a lot of snakes in there. No, you you inadvertently oh. drove to Snake Field. <laughs> yeah, no. And if you go there on really warm days, they're all like sunning themselves on the road. Well, I would imagine oh, because yeah. they like yeah that. they would they would go down. But I mean, what is the what is the the largest snake in this area? Is it the well, was we the one that like got into the car, heads, right? Right. Do we have copperheads? Yeah, copperheads. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I you know I don't oh, know. We we've talked about uh, we talked is. about it occasionally. There there are certain rattlers that you can find. They're so the, rare, there, there but... may be a downside to going to Boulder Field, is what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There may there may be. I'm not sure. <laughs> it might not be the fun and frivolity we've been led to believe. Ah, uh, but the music. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Nice. And deer comes out, <laughs> and then from the sky, like the uh, like the druid, you know, the stone hinge, big oh, boxes of Dutch pretzels. <laughs> I gotta get this album, man. Who is my? Where is my? Who ate my pretzels? <laughs> Hang on, let me go to uh, let me go to Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Thank you. What's up, Carl? Yeah, I've been going up there for about 35 years now, and actually it's about four feet deep. And didn't you didn't you get Call enough of 30, it the first time? Yeah, and for 35 years you've been going up. Isn't it time to end it all? <laughs> yeah. What 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 happens at Boulder Field? Family vacation spot. Yeah. It's about four foot deep with boulders. So I took my wife up there for our honeymoon. We walked all the way across. You took your wife to Boulder Field for your honeymoon? Wow. Well, we're up in a Pocono for our honeymoon. So what do you, what do you, you, you have the vets a date or you take her up and tie her to a tether? I'll tell you what, it's... Yeah, it's, yeah we went out in the woods. There, there was a group of, like, teenage kids that were, like, hanging in the middle of the Boulder Field. So I'm little sure... ruffians. Well, I'm sure that uh, teenagers will go there and drink. Of course. Or smoke uh, remember when a kid, how much you wanted to be on boulders? Yeah. But I'll tell you what, if this radio station were located in the Poconos, we would have our promotional shots taken at Boulder Lake. It's that type of place. It's like the brick wall, you know? You oh, have... for, for like headshots yeah. and, and uh Well, dare and to dream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Wait, I love this part. It's good. It's my favorite. Oh, man. Uh, here, uh, Polarize says, uh, I laugh so hard at the deer eating pretzels comes alive bit. That I peed a little in my pants and choked on a banana. <laughs> Ragman the third says, but the real question is, can the deer cover any other bands? Can the deer do MC Corky? Uh, uh, I doubt no, it. No, no, no. It's, 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 you ask too much of nature. Work Deer's eating tacos, maybe. All right. Yeah. Well, so you, uh, so so Boulderfield. Will you go back to Boulderfield sometime, or did you get your fill of that? No, no, I'll definitely go back. I'll I don't think you ever get Boulderfield out of your system. <laughs> no, but it's not a hard hike for Casey. You just drive <laughs> yeah, right just up drive to it. Yeah. <laughs> drive then he there. rents a car. Then. Uh, Fang Wu, the boy, carries him on his shoulders. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna have to, we're gonna. Fang have to... Wu, <laughs> you like Boulder? Sir? I carry Pikachu Boulder. I carry you out to Boulder. We're gonna have to do all these places. We're gonna have to do that. We're gonna have to go to. I should Cent... like to see you at the deer concert. We're gonna have to go to Centralia and see the burning city, and we've got to go to. Yes. Uh, like Bushkill Falls yeah. and, and all these places. We're going to have to do a tour yes. at some point or another. Boulder Field is and, definitely and one. Crystal Cave will be on the list as well. Hawk so. Mountain. Um, Plankton Hawk Mountain. Mountain. I forgot about that. All right, well, uh, Manatee glad you, Cove. Glad you had a good time. We've got to take a break, so we'll be back in just a second. Stay where you are. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR 
presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. I have the wrong paperclip. Oh, my God. Come on, man. Red paperclips. No, it's black. Purple. Black Black. is your second Bizarre File paperclip? Black is just my Bizarre File. Oh, okay. And I use it for both Bizarre Files. See, it's very thick. It is. Mm. Thick Thick and black. Thick and black. Thick and black. (laughs) Uh, you can put it in your mouth, yes. and under your chin, and oh, yeah. under your hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so... I consider that a personal achievement if, if Nick laughs at his own drop. Thank I you. have a I follow-up it. story. <laughs> Officials in the Philippines hoping to be entered into the Guinness World Records for conducting a mass circumcision party for more than 1,500 boys will most likely have their application rejected. Aww. Uh, Guinness issued a statement saying Guinness World Records does not recognize a number of medical procedures within a set period of time or in a mass group due to hygiene considerations and risks. However, though, they did have the thing about the body piercing. Uh, medical <laughs> procedures, I guess it's not considered a medical procedure. Uh, okay, all right. Uh, should be undertaken only on the advice of a doctor and the patient's welfare should always be the primary concern. Uh, public health officials in the city of Marikina uh, said that the organized party is a safe alternative to surgery, which is often performed by non-doctors. Uh, so they are not going to get that. There's something wildly bizarre about all of that. A 12-year-old schoolboy, this is somewhere in England, I'm not sure exactly what part of it, but um, attend attended lessons dressed in a skirt to protest against discriminatory rules which ban boys from wearing shorts. Uh, Chris Whitehead my protest. wore the girls' a knee-length skirt to classes at Impington Village <laughs> College. At Impington, we do not wear skirts unless we are fine young ladies. <laughs> it turned home right now. I swear to God, I will whack your bottom if you do not. <laughs> uh, the schoolboy is protesting against school uniform policy, which bans boys from wearing shorts during the summer months. Uh, he also addressed... It's <laughs> not an abomination to see you a young lad dressed as a female. It's ridiculous. He's making a good point, though. Scott. He also addressed 1,300 pupils at morning assembly wearing the black skirt, which boys are permitted to wear due to a loophole in the policy. This is Principal Wellington. You see a young lad dressed as a boy, send him home because it's a really inappropriate. By the way, today is Peter Day. <laughs> Chris believes that forcing boys to wear. Before Quid. I don't know. Uh, Chris believes that forcing boys to wear long trousers during the sizzling summer months affects concentration and their ability to learn. I wonder how well those uh, schools, which are probably pretty old, are air conditioned. He said in the summer... That's a question. I shall endeavor to answer it. In an email, I won't take time away from this lovely and engaging bizarre file. He said in the uh, summer... <laughs> Girl students are allowed to wear skirts, but boys aren't allowed to wear shorts. The little cross-dresser makes a point. And uh, so that's what he's doing to uh, protest that. How, right. how about a kilt? Uh, yeah, exactly. Wear a kilt? Exactly. And then we only have time for one more. I apologize, but we've been going long all day. I have to take some of the blame of that. I'm sorry, President. All right. And, uh, and <laughs> 82-year-old former Nepalese foreign minister has died in his attempt to become the oldest person to climb Mount Everest. Ah. Uh. You'd uh, figure living in Nepal, you'd kind of be good at that. Uh, Shal- know what I'm saying? Shalendra Kumar Upadhyaya. Shalendra uh, died Monday afternoon, hours after arriving upon at uh, Camp One in his record attempt. The cause of death was not yet known. Upadhyaya said that he, <laughs> hey hey hey, goodbye. Had said Upadhyaya. 
It said that he wanted to raise awareness. There's two yas in Oh, I'm sorry. Upadayaya said that he wanted to raise awareness about the capabilities of elderly people by scaling the world's highest uh, peak. Well, that was a miserable failure. Yeah, which has claimed the lives of hundreds of mountaineers. Uh, if, he could make it up. if he had succeeded, right Upadayaya would have become the oldest person to reach the top of Everest. The Nepalese are the, are the um, notes they're, they're, that's what they do. Yeah, beating current record holder Min Mudar Ubaduba. Do any of these names really matter? Yes. Couldn't you just make up whatever you want? Who scaled the mountain at the age of 76 three years ago. Around 3,000 people have climbed uh, Mount Everest uh, since Edmund Hillary and Tenzing Norgay. Norgay I, w- I would love to see. Became the first people to conquer it. I don't want to climb it, but I would yeah. love to actually just see it there in yeah. person. Just take a helicopter. With Uba Duba. And there you go. That is uh, an Uga Dayaya. That is <laughs> Uga Dayaya. And that is a bizarre file. We got to take a break. We will be back in just a moment. Stay there. What's new? Why do you ask? The Black Keys. Pretty reckless. Five finger death punch. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Deets and Watson. Your local Deets and Watson real Philly delis are open for takeout. Taste four generations of family recipes made with love and show your support for local business. RealPhillyDeli.com, Deets and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. What's up, Steve? Well, Paul McCartney may have set a world record in less than a minute when his Las Vegas concert at the Hard Rock Bell sold out in just seven seconds. What? To put this into perspective, Ringo is still selling tickets <laughs> to his concert at Madison Square Garden in 1983. <laughs> <laughs> Anne Heche's acrimonious two-year divorce battle with Carly LaFoon came to an end yesterday with LaFoon getting $3,700 a month in child support and split custody with their son, Homer. And exhausted, Heche left the court telling reporters, quote, all of this crap is enough to make me want to go back to the vagina. Wow. <laughs> She used to be a lesbian. Yeah, she did. And finally, even after receiving thousands of requests to remove Chris Brown from the nominee list, Nickelodeon is standing strong behind the singer, maintaining his place in the Kids' Choice Awards. Nickelodeon says they will make a concession to those worried about sending the wrong message. Instead of sliming Brown with the usual green goo, he will be showered in arrest warrants for domestic batteries. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's your Hollywood trash. All right. Thank you, Steve. There's a piece of audio that we didn't get a chance to get to yesterday, and uh, this is from... One of the housewives, one of the one real of the housewives of Atlanta, of Atlanta, and you, and all of these, um, you, you like the word bimbo? Yes, oh, all these bimbos, bimbos are releasing <laughs> singles because who knew how talented oh, God. these uh, spoiled housewives were? And uh, this, listen, this what, is Kim. This is Kim, and you're going to hear another one. You're going to hear yeah. her singing, laying down the vocal tracks for what is referred to as her next single. Okay. So we must only assume that it's already. Other crap that's been unleashed wow. on the public. All right, here. I haven't heard this yet, so here we go. It's doing your thing. It's choppy. Okay, I got it. The rain didn't mean a thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. The rain didn't mean a thing. The rain. 
you. I see you're out there. She's out of key with herself. What yeah. the hell is she She's doing? She's out of key with herself. I know. She's singing. She's hearing the musical track in her head, I guess, the B track, <gasps> in her headphones. And what you're hearing is that without the music. When I sing in the car or whatever to my iPod, <laughs> that's what I imagine myself to sing like. That's Probably. why I would not like to do it ever in front of people. But that's yeah. got to be what it's like. Doing your thing. <laughs> that's hard for me to jump. Here we go. One more time. One more the time. ring didn't mean a thing to oh you. I see you're out there still doing your thing. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Still doing. They're still doing your thing. <laughs> Kathy, wow. you're absolutely right. And every now and then, like the radio will cut out, and you'll just it'll just yeah. be you in the car, and you're like, "Oh God, I don't sound like any better at all." Well, for sec- a few seconds, you're like, "Wait, I'm doing pretty good." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then because you don't realize how much percentage is better to Nick, and, right. and then uh, well, and you when s- that drops out, it's like, "Dear God." You sound so much better when the la- the radio is like really, really loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm right in tune. But they'll like auto tune that and make her sound. Oh yeah, something normal. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll fix it oh, up. Palatable. Yeah, I'm sure. All right, well. Anyway, that's and they horrible. get some ninth level hip hop artist who's just he sucks up the money. Show yep. me, yeah, man, yep. it's gonna be great. Exactly. Rain didn't mean a thing. Wow. All right. Well, thank God I don't watch that show. I wanna, I wanna work with a producer. I just wanna do one song. For I real. bet you could, you could do if somebody. But you have a good you, voice. You, you got a decent voice. Yeah, but uh, you know. You better. better. Yeah, yeah. No. No, exactly. <laughs> right. We have like a producer. You know what? Yeah. Work with Suge Knight. Yeah. I think that'd be good. No, it's called like uh, you know some guys that we know, uh, you know, like from the Hooters or something like that. Legitimately have access to a decent studio, and actually, Rob produces stuff. I mean, uh, and so does uh, Eric. Right? Yeah. So. What What if Eric Bazilian wrote you the next "What if God was one of us"? Yeah, man. Dude, Part two be, could be you, Electric Boogaloo. What if Jesus was my buddy? <laughs> or going That's gambling with Jesus? Hit. Going gambling with Jesus. Oh, Written by that. Eric Bazilian, sung by Casey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It could be underway for all we know now. They're, just, they're already we've been... and, and Jesus gets kicked out for counting cards. Yeah. I want Preston on drums, though. I'll do it. All right, cool. I'll lay down a fat track for you, man. The old meat behind the beat. <laughs> me, on, me on flutophone? Yeah. yeah. All right. Awesome. All right. Can you play that? I can learn. Can you, can you play the trumpet uh, with your mouth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are so good. Want the flight of the bumblebee? That's my main in Ferguson. That's a hit. That is impressive. It, it is. Actually is. That's, uh, I think of all the money I saved on. People would buy that. Purchasing instruments. <laughs> Steve at Red Rock. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Thank you. It'd be kind of like... Uh, uh, don't worry, be happy. Um, Bobby, Bobby McFerrin. McFerrin. Bobby McFerrin. Yeah. yeah, just using your voice. I almost said Bobby McFlay. <laughs> <laughs> Not only can he sing acapella, he makes a hell of a hamburger. <laughs> McFlay. <laughs> and he went back to the future. Marty McFlay. <laughs> Dear God. how does He's an acapella musician, a chef, and he travels through time. <laughs> well, I saw this story. It, it wasn't fitting to put it in uh, the entertainment stuff that we do in the morning, but um, because this guy wasn't an entertainer, but it, it, it's a noteworthy death because uh, this guy wrote a line that we all know, a guy named Theodore Sorensen, was a speechwriter and top aide to President John F. Kennedy. He died. Yep. Uh, he's the guy that wrote, uh, ask not what your country can do for you. Right. Uh, which is, you know, one of the, one of the great speeches. And uh, he had passed away. He was 82 years old. That's wild. So um, he was the, uh, the presidential speechwriter yeah, for said, Kennedy it, for it, a number of years? says some of Kennedy's most memorable speeches were created through close collaboration between him and Sorensen. 
Uh, most famous of these was Kennedy's inaugural address in which he told Americans, ask not what you can do for your country. Ask, ask not, not, not what, what your, country. your country can do for you. Yes. Ask what you can do for your country. That's the one. Uh, there's also been long talk that... Sort Look, of- down there, that chick's got a penis. <laughs> Can That's one of her second. You can see a lot from up there. Lesser known, yeah. Wow. Um, I didn't know that one. <laughs> that was when he was still finding his speech writing legs. Ah, yeah. I guess so. He wasn't yeah. quite there yeah. yet. Uh, I'm a little disappointed to um, to know that JFK didn't actually write that himself. Dude, they never. They, I know. JFK, I know. you know, though some did. Some, sure. some wrote a lot. Uh, uh, Reagan wrote, would, would write a number of his speeches or co-write them. Yeah. When you're president, you don't. Is that don't, why he was always talking about the yumbo? You don't, you, yeah, I like that sandwich. <laughs> That's your mother effer of a sandwich. No, the, the um, what they do is they, they work with their speech writers and want to, and, and, yeah. and Kennedy certainly could write. He wrote Profiles in Courage, right. you know, uh, uh, so he, he could write, but. They look for a happy medium where the, the writer can write in the in the president's voice, yeah. right, right, and exactly. impart the, the spirit of the president. They don't just hand it to him, say, "Hey, here you go, yeah. here you go." I can't. Uh, oh, I lost my place. Hey, uh, what is this? Hey, uh, ask not. What you, okay, ask not. <laughs> that would tend to <laughs> what your country. Ask your country. Yeah, you can't ask your country. Well, the country. I guess if we all answered it once. What did, you, what did you write here, jerk off? <laughs> oh, you should have rehearsed. Oh, yeah. God. I can't read this as cold. I told you that. We'll do uh, it live. Yeah. We'll do it live. <laughs> Don't read it and we'll do it live. <laughs> what does it mean, play me out? Play, we'll play one out. Sting plays us out. Sting? Who's Sting? He won't be born for another 20 years. <laughs> By the way, Stephen says there's long. Uh, there's also long been a talk that Sorensen was the real writer of Profiles in Courage. Yeah, there, there but was, it's an allegation that he himself denied, and the Kennedys denied as well. But it, the long-standing belief is that is that yes, he probably he at least he yeah. co-wrote it, guided, yeah, and it sure. was you know Profiles in Courage is, is Kennedy's recounting of uh, also like the uh, PT one hundred and nine and right. all that stuff. So uh, additionally, Sorensen was also a top advisor to Kennedy and played a central role during the cru- Cuban Missile Crisis. So I thought it was a noteworthy. Day. I mean, he wrote a, an iconic line used constantly. You know, yeah. you, you look at some of those old speeches and you look at some of the politicians. Uh, you know, you the speeches were so inspiring. And yeah. you listen to people like Winston Churchill speak. Sure. And, and and what they were able to do in their command of the language, it was just, we don't have that anymore. Not that much, you're we right. We don't have that anymore. I mean, certainly Ob- Ob- President Obama is is um, can deliver a good speech. Yeah. But to the soaring levels of what these guys used to do. Right. You know, it just doesn't happen. Did you know that uh, top Wimbledon officials want the female players to stop yelling as much as they do? <laughs> really? They said the loud grunting uh, that more and more players have been coached to do as they... Hey! <laughs> yeah, Hell of a match. I think that's a match. Casey. Hey! The couple matches going on. Yeah, they coach them to do that, Case. It's it's part of being able, I guess, using all of their strength. To, to, Why not men too? Uh, I men, do men and I, I, I watch a fair amount of tennis. <laughs> men tend to grunt more than yell. 
And they they usually do it with the serve, I think. Yeah, is when they really grunt. But uh, well, that's what they're saying that uh, that the women uh, will grunt too loudly. Um, and it says that uh, they hit their shots. It's uh, annoying both fans and opponents. Ian Ritchie, head of all of the uh, All England Lawn and Tennis Club, told the Daily Telegraph, "We have made our views clear, and we would like to see less of it." No, his hands were but concerning <laughs> this issue of the women bellowing and disturbing this fine and hallowed sport. <laughs> Ew. What was that? I hate when that person comes out. <laughs> I love when that person comes out. <laughs> oh, excuse me, I will return to my fish and chips. It is quite delicious. <laughs> <laughs> now they eat strawberries and cream. Is that what they do in Wimbledon? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, How quiet are their fun. matches? Pretty quiet. They all wear slippers. Um, no, is it quiet there? Through the audience or the people? The audience. They, they, they the are, they are encouraged. It's supposed to be, yeah. It's not so the same with like the uh, the, the U.S. matches, but um, yeah. yes, they, they, there is a definitely a, a higher degree of attention play, uh, paid to protocol. And, and, and So it's very quiet. So these grunts and screaming, you can everybody can clearly hear it. Yeah. That's like what, all over oh, the, hey! the whole that's it, what you hear. I mean, you hear the ball being hit, and then you and hear then the that. grunting, and then occasionally you hear like an "oh" from the crowd. You know, <laughs> holy lord! How did you see that? The way her bosoms racked against the interior. Of her oh, look at that! Oh my god! Who's this? Uh, Michelle DeBrito. DeBrito. Hmm. She goes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> is it? Is it as much for the fact that it disrupts the? Um, uh, at least the the quiet nature of the sport, as it is, it's also being used as a distraction, maybe as a so, tactical maneuver to throw to, off the opponent. You ought to be able to do that. I know that they say that it disturbs like uh, adjoined uh, tennis courts. Yeah, because that, that, yeah. those are all right. in a complex. Right, and, <laughs> and the other matches that are going on, they hear that noise as well. Uh, they said that uh, we have made our views clear. We would like to see less of it. We want less of it. I said, will not stand for this bellowing, cacophonous, ridiculous amount of sounds emanating from this house. Oh, God, it's so gross. <laughs> it says one of the. And I personally have some emblems. Good standing, I remind you, for over 35 years. And this room, I've seen them coming and out. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> Do you have to end it that I know, right? <laughs> it's, it's something I've just sort of, I've sort of fallen in love with that now. I know, I am too. Uh, they said one of the worst offenders. It's one of the worst offenders, clearly. It's this one chick who just screams like a banshee and disrupts everything. I can hardly finish my stories and creeps. <laughs> One of the worst offenders is 21-year-old Victoria Azarenka of Belarus, uh, who not only grunts very loudly That's when Polaris. she... Shut up. <laughs> but also defecates. Defecates. She defecates? She evacuates her bowels as she runs back and forth across the most legendary in court. Disgusting! Uh, uh, but she... No, apparently when she makes shots, she also makes the sound last for a long time. Often, even until her opponent makes the return oh, shot. Well, well, that's a little uh, that's a little excessive. Woo! Yeah, well, that's like what, a, the Ric yeah. Flair of. Wow. Watches. Yeah. That in fact, I can 
I can understand the way you have, like in karate, you have that that. Well, people, yeah, they some they call it a kiosk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, which is like the place where you get those hair extensions in the mall? No, that's, that's a, a kiosk. kiosk. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I was going to Steve. I actually I went to a um uh for for a short time I I had taken some taekwondo classes and I went to a, a tournament and there was a guy you know either it's like a, a ha or a hya yeah. or whatever or... but this guy said baho. Bajo. Bajo. No, said, no, 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 it was like this. It was Bajo. Bajo. Like every time oh, you throw a kick. Nice. Where was that at? The All Valley uh, Karate Tournament? No, 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 no. That was in California. Oh. It's uh, uh, Tiger Jerry Lewis. <laughs> no, but it was Bajo. But you're supposed to you're supposed to use whatever sound feels natural to you when you're striking <laughs> to get that additional Oom for that additional. Yeah. B- I yell. You've Kathy. You've yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I, I do. You're like a hoo, you, hoo, hoo, no, ha. Yeah. 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 When I when I was boxing a lot, it, it's a, in fact it's a natural thing. Yeah. That this. That's right. That's excessive. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't seem so natural. Either does Bahu. Casey, who is your not ready chick again? Oh, uh, Monica Sellis. Yeah. Not ready? Yeah. Yeah, she does sound like that. This right, is so that Victoria chick. This is the girl they were talking about. Yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs> It's Ric Flair. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Huh. Okay. All right. Hang on. Dan. What the hell is that? <laughs> Ridiculous like a, sound of wrestling. <laughs> you all right there? <laughs> <laughs> this heat is a little heavy for me today. Uh, they all get all dressed up and they're resplendent and they're fine going to see tennis clothing and yeah. it's, uh, it's a bunch of crap. All right, hang on. Let me go to uh, Dan, who is a tennis player. Dan, how you doing? Hey, Wolfman's got nards. <laughs> Wolfman's right. got nards? He does. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> um, yeah, I just wanted to say, it's um, it's called exploding out. It's kind of like when you're, like yeah. you were saying, with karate and lifting weights. Casey did that to a creek the other day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I right. did that to a creek in high school. All right, go ahead, Dan. Uh, like a coach will tell you to put more of your body into it, and by grunting or, you know, exerting yeah. your force, you're going to be yelling. And that's totally, it actually helps your game. So I, I want to sit the tennis world goes about that by trying to get rid of it. Well, I tell you what, for year, years ago when I would go see the nice. uh, the matches at uh, at uh, Forest Hills, yeah, uh, they and this was the time of is that uh, where the U.S. Open is? Uh, yeah, or, okay, Flushing Meadows, uh, Flushing Meadows, and you would. Um, uh, it was Chris Everett. It was Billie Jean King, and you would hear a grunt here and there, but you would not hear stuff like this. Yeah, I just watched. Um, HBO had a really cool documentary. It was uh, Bjorn Bo- uh, Borg versus, versus John McEnroe. McEnroe. Yeah, really, really well done. And I, as I was watching it, I was like, God, I, I, I wish, I wish I kind of cared about tennis a little bit. But there's, there's just nobody. I mean, is it uh, Federer versus Nadal? Well, like they're, they're not it, really likable. It's a little more spread out, but it, it used to be a little, a lot more focused. I, I, I love the sport, and I, I'll, I'll play it periodic. I used to play it all the time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely changed, and it, especially because at that time you would be ejected if you made a lot of noise, or, yeah. or if you were chatting, it, it was pretty whisper quiet. There aren't a lot of American men who do very well, and that makes it less uh, interesting. Uh, Andy Roddick is probably the best. John Ameri- Goodman. John Goodman yeah. is out there all the time. Uh, but there are some really good American women, and the Williams Danny sisters. DeVito. Danny, Danny Devito. Danny Devito. <laughs> his, his legs move real fast. 
I see what you're saying, Nick. You know, you're right. I, I guess you. that I guess that's what it is. Is that there, there aren't any Americans? So, like, why do I even care? I like, got an angle on this, and we hadn't thought about. Maybe it's because there's not enough American men who are no. <laughs> um, going back to the noise thing for a moment. I know we played the Mac Daddy clip Woo! the other day, but I uh, the past couple of months I've I've been doing uh, some weight workout, some weight training, right. and I do it in my house. I have um, uh, dumbbells, and I <laughs> I will find myself uh, when when trying to squeak out that the the last rep or two. Oh, you're that. Guy. And I'm, well, I'm either going to give up or I'm going to try and push through it. And while doing it, I, for God's sake, I can't help it, but it comes out, yeah, MacGruber, like that. And my, my wife is upstairs going, are you okay? But um, thank God I'm not doing it with a, you know, with a, a bar across well, the Well, I have. Like, have you? I've yeah. done that. I've yeah. done super, you know, yeah. you know the, the, the excessive, and I, when I was powerlifting and all that yeah. stuff, yeah. the amount of, uh, but it, it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked out at, 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 at old style iron clanking gym. Gyms yep. where you know in the back they're selling steroids and all that crap. Yeah. And you it is not uncommon to see dudes throw up yeah. and crap themselves yeah. at these hardcore places. It's a lot like your library. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, you're you're supposed to breathe out whenever like if I'm doing bench presses or whatever. Yeah. And I've done this on several occasions. As I'm breathing out, I literally spit. And I watch the spit sure. go about three or four feet in the air, and then it comes right down on my face. Yeah. It, wow. It, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, they're calling for that uh, for that somehow, and I don't think... I, I think it's going to be by. hard to... I don't know how they could stop the yelling at the, uh, tennis matches. Well, they've been trained. It's it's, it's mm-hmm. integrated into what they do. Uh, one more quick thing that I saw, just uh, incidental-wise, that I thought was kind of interesting. A study just came out, and it's no big surprise, uh, but the biggest culprit behind slow weight gain over time... I know what it is. Potato chips. Yes. Yep. Potato mm, chips. Because they're awesome. Uh, I gave. I quit chips a while back. I, I will on very yeah. rare occasions have a chip or two. I don't I, even watch chips anymore. No, that's it's yeah. outdated. You know, it's stupid. The performances are bad. Not the script's that good really. looking anymore. <laughs> no, but. Um, <clears throat> Uh, I've switched over to uh, soy crisps. Yeah. I have those in, instead, and it's a lot less fat and stuff like that in it. But uh, it says that uh, chips could be the big culprit, uh, culprit in the slow weight, <laughs> slow weight creep uh, over the years. That's according to a major new study. My uniform from, isn't fitting as well. From Harvard University scientists that analyzed the diet and lifestyle habits of more than 120,000 people in long-running medical hmm. studies. Uh, people often gain weight gradually over decades, and the researchers found that uh, what we eat and how much of it we consume has far more impact than exercise or, and most other habits on it long-term is. weight gain. It's, it's food, what man. you eat. And I tell you this, I, the, my trainer, Dwayne, always, it's the thing, it's what you eat that's yeah. going to govern your, your 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 weight. So that's that's all there. I love potato chips, but I know to stay away from them as often mm-hmm. as I can. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do the real chips. But otherwise, yeah, because you the, the old adage you can't eat just one right. is true. And fries too. Fries I love the same French thing. fries. I know, and I I I've, love them. I actively a couple of years ago them. I backed off of them, and I will. I, I mean, because I used to have them like every other day. I was eating getting a bag really? of fries. Yeah, absolutely. okay, yeah. But I, uh, I I will on maybe once a week. Will I have a couple of French fries, and that's it. And I love them. I absolutely love them. And it's weird. I don't really like potato chips at all, but I like French fries, and they're the same exact thing. You Except freak. one's hotter. What about potato sticks? What are those? those Very are, greasy. Mm-hmm. Extremely good. You awesome. put those in your hand. Mm-hmm. Rub them on your face. And <laughs> on your chin. Yeah. Oh, in your mouth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You put it in your mouth. 
yeah. and under your chin and oh, you, yeah. your hands yeah. sticks everywhere. Yeah. Just rub it and just keep begging for more and Wait. call yourself a dirty little bitch. Do these come in a can? Yes. Oh, those are disgusting. They're really greasy, right? Yeah. Extremely greasy. Do you love them, Case? What? The potato sticks. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Where'd you you know, Andy Cap, was it? Supermarket. Was, was it? Hot, fries, Cap or hot fries, Hot fries. Hot fries. Those are even worse. That was a really good. I'm sure that's uh, yeah. Olympic. <laughs> Jesus. Really, man? I had to. Right. It's an old joke. <laughs> it probably got dumped. <laughs> no, I didn't. When looking at what people ate, the researchers found that potato chips are the biggest culprit, putting on pounds, uh, with each daily serving of about 15 chips, leading to a 1.69-pound weight gain over four years. That's not much. Wait, wait a second. The crisis here is yeah. a 1.6-pound weight gain over, over four, four years? years? Com- That's one healthy dump. By comparison, it was .41 pounds for sweets and desserts, one pound for soda, and 1.28 pounds for starchy potatoes, I, such as French fries. I used to dabble in soda a lot more. It might, the drink that would do me in was uh, flavored iced tea. We, 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 was like a yeah. raspberry iced tea. And I used, that used to be my default drink, iced tea, Arizona iced tea, or, or sample, or whatever. Uh, doing away with that, and ninety eight percent of everything that I drink is just straight up regular water. Yeah, uh, it makes the difference because there's so many empty calories. I've started drinking water a lot more, um, and I can use those calories for potato chips now. Right? Do I pee? A lo- I pee so much now. Well, yeah, and actually, and that's good for is your that kidneys. A good thing? Yeah, okay. um, it's well, like uh, it's like chin ups for your kidneys. <laughs> why are chips the downfall? Well, the professor says they're very tasty. And they have a very uh, good texture. Tasty and various textures that are enticing to the average snack food comes. Honestly, you had to learn that in a, li- in a laboratory? Yeah. In a library? Come meet me in the laboratory. <laughs> it's right next to the library. And he said people generally don't take one or two chips. They have a whole bag. That comes in bags. <laughs> what are you guys more... This is the most moronic uh, I know. conversation. What are you more apt to eat an entire bag of? Chips or like Oreos or Potting chips? soil. Really? Yeah. yeah oddly enough. disgusting. Yeah. It's, it's a it's weird gross. thing. No. Uh, uh, <laughs> I like those little white kernels, whatever they are, I'll, man. I'll tell you what I will do. I will... If there's around the time that we have parties and there's extra onion dip, yeah. I will <laughs> sit down like King Henry VIII... With a straw. And I will... I I will eat chips and onion dip as a as a meal because, and that's the only time I do it. I do it with reckless abandon because it, it is a narcotic to me. I, I'm a, it's just delicious, and and the it doesn't matter if the onion dip's crappy or not. It still works for me. I feel I, so disgusting though. I do. If I, you ate, do. If I ate, I feel a like Jodie Foster in The Accused. A whole bag. No, I think that would be a little different. But anyway, I would feel so gross just a whole to know that I ate the whole bag. I tell you, you know, you know where I get stuck eating all of that is, uh, believe it or not, at the um, at the Wells Fargo Center in in the sweets. Oh, the mustard. They're, they're chips. No, they're chips and dip are out freaking standard. You hate it? No, no. I know the mustard Nick's talking about. It's excellent. so good. Yeah, it's the, the mustard pretzels. that you put on yes. the chicken fingers, too. Uh, and yeah. the, must- and the, the uh, pretzel nuggets? Yeah, and popcorn. Oh, oh, I rub that all over my face, <laughs> and I call myself a dirty bitch. <laughs> so good. <laughs> you uh, do? I, I do. I found out, Nick, that it's Ken's salad dressing. What? Or Ken or Kent's. What's Ken's. the mustard? The the honey mustard dressing that they use, it's just Kent's salad it, honey So it's salad Ken's dressing. honey mustard yeah. salad dressing? What combined with regular mustard? No. no. Just on its own? I could honey buy mustard, it? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, see you guys later. <laughs> yeah. It is good stuff, man. I love I love it. Well, you know how I feel about their popcorn. 
Yeah. I mm. rub it all over my face. <laughs> and call myself a dirty <laughs> bitch. I call myself a dirty little bitch. Wow. All right. Well, anyway, stop doing that. No, the chips are no good for you, as if you didn't know that already. But it's, they, they're saying that it is the biggest culprit for slow overtime weight It's gain. the kind of thing that you'll go and pick at, and you will yeah. not realize how much you've eaten. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, listen, we need to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay there. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR.